Hey guys, welcome to Ruin Hammer, uh, episode 24, our, what is it, our uh, round 14 uh, review of the Melbourne Storm game. Uh, hello to my mate. I'm back. G'day everyone. How are you bud? Man, I'm doing good. I'm still fizzing after last night, chatting about the good old days of 1995. I really enjoyed that chat with big smoking Joe Vungana. Yeah, it was, um, again, it, it... <laughs> Every time we get a guest on it, just yeah, it, it blows me away. It's it's more than I expected to be, and um, you know they're they're so generous with their time. I mean, it was nine thirty in New Zealand when Joe came on last night. Yeah, exactly. And he was on yeah. for nearly two hours. Uh, it's like an hour forty five or something when I uploaded it to Spotify um, last night, and which really surprised me. But yeah, so so giving of their time, and um, you know, so uh, good with their storytelling too, and. Mate, oh just... yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I love. I, I, I've loved all our guests. It's all been fantastic. But this is the first one that we've had that was there from day one, from the very start. So yeah, um, I was you know especially excited to hear like from behind the scenes from the early days, and you know both of us being uh, day one ninety ninety five fans. It's it was extra special. Yeah. It was, mate. And just hearing hearing all about that pre stuff, the pre ninety five stuff, like. You know how it all went yeah. down in New Zealand, and you know he was such a young kid at the time, and um, you know when he he went in and signed his first contract for two thousand dollars, and he thought that was a lot of money, and <laughs> yeah, just and of course the the struggles that um, they went through, not being you know going from being you know park footy players to becoming professional footy players, and and the you know the the eighty minute struggle, uh, not just physically but mentally and emotionally that they went through as well was. Um, it was very eye-opening. Yeah, one of the big things that got me, and I, this was a comment that was made in the 25-year documentary, and I guess Joe definitely kind of touched on it last night, was they had that massive build-up to the very first game, March 10, 1995, and they literally had one week to get ready for the second game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's to Imagine to, to go through that huge build-up and you have all that time yeah. to get ready for the game. It's such a big occasion and... Yeah, the, you can't you can't overlook that. Yeah. No, nah, and the crowds that they were playing in front of, you know, like they, they were getting, you know, thirty thousand plus to every home game at at Ericsson Stadium back then, Mount Smart Stadium now, um, yeah. you know, for every game. So yeah, it, um, it was a it was a great chat. We've got a couple of people logging in. Hey to Ciala. Hey to Christian. Uh, hey to my mum. Um, Stevie Williams says that 2018 away jersey brings back some some good memories of a good year. Absolutely. You, you know, Stevie, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I wore this jersey on purpose because 2018, obviously being our last really good season, um, was one of those years where we really nailed those games that we had to win. Yep. And this week is one of those games that we have to win. Yep. So I don't know whether it's for a bit of good luck charm or a bit of an omen or whatever you want to bit of a blessing uh, over the, the match, but uh, how, whichever way you want to look at it, we have to win this weekend. And that that yeah. jersey reminds me of the, I think it was the round three clash against Canberra. Yes. When um, Johnson got the, the two field goals, I was at that game. And that jersey, whenever I see that jersey, just reminds me of that game. Yeah, I've, I've always been a big fan of the white away jerseys. I love yep. a good white away jersey, nice and clean. And I love the black, red um, and grey uh, yep. combination as well. It's always been one of my favourites. So Yeah, I'm, yeah. I've got, I'm, I'm donning the flag jersey because that jersey became synonymous with um, a run we went on in, in 2011 to, to make the yeah. 2011 grand final and no more so than the, the come from behind win against the Tigers in the semi-final. 
we're going to need uh, plenty so of that this year. We are. <laughs> we are definitely going to need plenty of that this year. Um, yeah, it is unlucky about CHT. We'll talk about CHT a bit later on. Yeah, we have um, lots of lots to get through, haven't we? Yeah, we do, mate. We'll, we'll start off. We'll get into the um, the review of the game uh, the past weekend. Uh, yes. Central Coast Stadium against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, the day was promoted as the Great Kiwi Coast Party uh, with loads of you know food, food stalls, um, fun for the kids. There was face painting. Uh, there was some craft stalls like um, mm. you know multi um, weaving and stuff like that. Uh, Kiwi Band Dragon performed as a pregame entertainment, which was a bit nostalgic. I uh, haven't heard <laughs> Dragon live for a long, long time. Um, and and all this was brought about because originally. Um, that flag jersey is a holy grail of jersey collecting. It is, bro. Um, yeah, it's originally one it was, of them. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was originally going to be the Warriors' final game at mm. the Central Coast um, at the beginning of the year when they they uh, listed that they were going to stay for three months, and that was going to be the game that they be, uh, bid farewell to Central Coast and went back to New Zealand. We all know that's not happening now. Um, so, uh, but they, the club went ahead. Uh, it was an awesome family day organised by the club. And it was highlighted by a mass crowd harker uh, that we got to perform for the players um, prior to kickoff. And that was something I was uh, truly humbled to be a part of. Mm. Yeah, no, that harker looked pretty special on TV. It was quite, um, quite uh, rousing. Brandy Alexander was definitely aroused by it because he was frothing <laughs> over it. He, he was like, he's like, wasn't that special? Wasn't that amazing? And I've seen a number, of, I've seen plenty of harkers in my time. And uh, so, yeah, uh, but, but, but watching it on TV, you could see the boys that they were, they were genuinely sort of um, fired up by that. And um, I, I think yeah. I was telling you last night when it was a kind of weird, because where we'd set up uh, and you're aware of where we sit at Central Coast yeah. Stadium, Base seven directly behind the, the Warriors bench. So the boys course, come yeah. out and it was base six and base seven that were predominantly doing the harker. And Melbourne came out and they pretty much stood right in front of us. So when when the Warriors came out, you could kind of see Roger like do a double take as if to say, why are they standing there? <laughs> so, so the poor old Warriors were standing in front of base four and base five, which is where the Melbourne Storm supporters were. So we were literally like, pretty much doing the haka to Melbourne, which it kind of felt a little bit off. Um, so if there was one complaint about the whole day, apart from the result of the game, yeah. that was probably it. That that when Melbourne walked out, someone should have ushered them to that side of the of the tunnel and allowed the Warriors to line up in front of us. But, you know. Well, I'm sure uh, the Bromwich boys, Jerome Hughes, the Cheese, they all enjoyed it, I'm sure. <laughs> pretty solid, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, know, I thought it might have been the, the sort of boost of inspiration that the boys needed um to to really get going yeah unfortunately yeah, wasn't hoping. the case hoping yeah uh some changes made to the team list from tuesday so big ben murdoch masilla came onto running side and uh ken mamalo was a late inclusion for rocco berry who pulled up injured in the captain's run so yep. it was great to uh see him have one final one final run with us yep. and all and our mate hectic montoya into the centers <laughs> And the, the big the big inclusion, AFB, uh, Fanua Blake coming back onto the bench in place of uh, JTB, yep. AFB for JTB. Yep. And uh, Jazz Tavunga, um, curiously named as 18th man. Yeah, that, that naming of Jazz as 18th man was a confusing one for me. Mm. Um, and I think it might have been partly as a bit of a punishment for uh, the previous weeks. Yeah, yeah I think so as well. Yeah. 
Um, but it really came back to bite us in the ass uh, during the game because, we, as, as we know, we lost both um, Chanel Harris-DeVita and Wade Egan uh, yeah. that picked up game-ending injuries. And, and Jazz could have been useful um, coming in, uh, especially when CHT went off, but it wasn't to be. He was 18th mm. man, and I did speak to our mate Jazz after the game. He was a little bit frustrated. Um, that as he you would be, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Ken being named to play his final game in Warriors Colours was a bit of a feel-good story of the day. Um, and although the result was far from impressive, it was great to see Ken go out on a personal high. Um, and, you know, the, the crowd really um, showed their appreciation for Ken. Uh, he got a standing ovation uh, when he was named in the squad mm-hmm. uh, on the scoreboard. And he, yeah, and he that's got a great. Big, yeah. big ovation at the end of the game as well. So, yeah. Yeah, much much love for big Ken. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of jerseys, like we were before, the Warriors um, debuted their Indigenous jersey. So yep. on, on face value, it looks a bit like that plain black uh, Eden Park jersey from 2011. But when you when you look up close, there is a lot of detail to it. Fantastic jersey. So make sure you guys, if you want one, get out and buy it because that one will, will sell out as we know the whole Canterbury deal ending and everything. So make sure you, you guys grab that from the Warriors store. Yeah. Uh, the Storm had Munster. Grant and Kafusi all backing up after Origin. So it's probably a pretty good time for us to be playing them if there is ever a time to play the Melbourne Storm. And the opening 10 minutes were pretty even. Neither team getting a sedency. Look, both teams looked pretty ordinary in attack. There were plenty of, plenty of mistakes um, from both sides, to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, there, was a, there was a penalty and we opted to take the, the two points early, which made you think that the boys thought they were in for a, a tough game, tight game, but... Um, Storm leveled up five minutes later when they also took the two. So it was a two-all ball game to start. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a couple of questions coming through. Um, uh, TK is asking about uh, Ken. Does anyone know anything on Ken's exit? I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on, yeah. TK, if you're hanging around. Yeah. Uh, i got some info in regards yeah, to Ken tuned, and how mate. that all went down. Um, and Stevie Williams just asked, is Jazz and Merch our um, hookers this week? We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later yes. as well when we talk about yep. the team naming um yeah but you're right uh yeah the storm took that that two two points to tie the game up uh and then everything went to shit for for the warriors <laughs> uh, pretty much um jerome hughes with a with a line break from the ensuing play uh gives the ball to remus smith um burst through a hole off harry grant um who's you know who scooted from dummy half and, and he somehow managed to create a four on three um from just a, a basic three on three he took you know, uh, CHT out, he ran, ran straight at CHT, uh, getting him on the back foot, puts Remus Smith into a hole, uh, a massive hole between uh, Ewan Aitken and Kemba Mala. Um, mm. And then Smith draws in RTS and puts D- Dina Irmeyer in for the first try of the game. Uh, and Heinz converts and all of a sudden, yeah, we're looking at uh, 8-2 scoreline. Yeah, and then the old uh, mozzarella, shredded cheese, um, gets the ball at first receiver, five metres out, Runs the straight between AFB and Murchie, who were caught on the back foot. Um, very easy try. I mean, he would, he would have been paying a dollar oh one to score against us. Mm. Old um, Brandon Smith. Hey, do you reckon we should sign him? Um, <laughs> the highlight of the first half. <laughs> I'd have to say the highlight of the first half of the Warriors has to be though that hit that uh, CHT put on the the, the man himself, the yep. uh, mozzarella cheese, putting him on his backside close to the line to deny him a try and force the ball loose. And again, you're thinking if we needed some inspiration on the field, then that could have been the, the piece of play that could have, could have got the boys uh, simmering again. 
Yep. Although three minutes later, the Storm are on the attack again, and Dean Iremio goes in for it. Look, it looked like a second try, and, and just watching it, I'm like, why are they even having a look at this? Yeah. Um, it just looked like a stock standard try, and then of, of course the replays uh, suggested that um, RTS had pulled off another try saving special there. Getting his ball, getting his hand under the ball, he's he's becoming known for that. So yeah, but you know, um, really shouldn't have got that far. I mean, Iremio. No, nah, it, sh- it shouldn't have. You know, you shouldn't um, be relying on your fullback to constantly no. come up with plays like that to save tries. It was just, it was no. way too soft. That's right. Um, and then three minutes out from halftime, CHT injured himself, making just what looked like a routine tackle on Felice Kafusi. Mm. Um, Melbourne worked to their left. Hines puts in a kick behind Edward Cozy. The Fox sweeps on that, and he scores in the corner. Uh, and then at that point, you know, in the stoppage of play, CHT is forced from the field with a pec injury, which created a, a reshuffle in the back line and, and Bailey Serena moving into the halves. Um, and yeah, CHT's injury later confirmed as a, a torn pec, uh, mm. which has ruled him out for the remainder of the season. So um, it's a bit of bad luck for, for Chanel. Uh, can't seem to get a run on in his, in his appearances with the Warriors. It's always kind of stop start you know he had a couple of games early this year and then he was out injured with his um uh, syndesmosis injury and then he's come back and now he's done his pecs so that puts him out for the season so um it's yeah. been the story of his career to date he just can't string games together for us it's kind of um, it's almost it's, like it's, nate roach only not as bad you know um yeah you know? yeah um yeah there's been a few other contributing factors along yeah. the way for him it hasn't just solely been injuries but um no. Yeah, no. It's it's obviously very disappointing for him. wasn't wasn't having the best game, it must be said. But um, you yeah, know, we we obviously feel feel for him with another like long setback on the sidelines. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but at eighteen two I mean, at half time, yeah. it, it it didn't look good for us. Um, we really didn't have any real attacking opportunities in that first half. Uh, our kicking game was poor. Um, our uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it just we, we we were really lacking direction, and that was before CHT went off. I'm not saying CHT yeah. going off in the yeah. last three minutes caused a, a lack of direction. Both halves didn't stand up and take control of that game in that first half. Um, that oh, that, that's it. To. That's it. We just looked completely disorganised in attack and just no fluency. It was just a bit like headless chooks. And yeah, uh, Mel- Melbourne are such great front runners and 18-2 lead. I mean, you know. If we were, if we're ever going to be a chance of getting back into this, we needed a good start after halftime. That didn't happen. Um, Harry Grant scoots over uh, from dummy half and then puts in a grubber where he regathers, only to be stripped by Bailey Surin. And this was quite unlucky. Yeah, it was. The, the try for Jerome Hughes. I was, it's like, you know, you've seen those ruled knock on plenty of times or loose yep. carries. Um, but I guess the rule is in an act of scoring, it's, a, it's considered deliberate stripping strip of the ball so that's what they went with that put us down 30 points to two and the game was effectively over um and hughes nails a 40 20 puts melbourne on the attack yet again storm go left straight uh with a face ball for um uh from heinz out to ado car who goes into justin Ollum to score a very easy try um and yeah, thirty points to two. That that was thirty look, points to two. Yeah. Look, all up to that point, all their tries were relatively easy. You know. Um, yeah. You know, Eremiah's try in the first half that was easy. The the Addo Car try, the the Brandon Smith try, 
Uh, and then, you know, there was that the Jerome Hughes try and, and then that just uh, Justin Ollam try. They were all very, very easy tries. Oh, um, ridiculously easy, yeah. Where, you know, good reads in defence could have um, prevented them from, from happening. Yep. Uh, but with 20 minutes to go, we find, the Warriors finally get some good ball uh, in Melbourne's half. We go left through the hands and on last tackle, uh, we put Ken over in the corner, uh, which was, you know, a great reward. Uh, but Melbourne get the ball back into the Warriors' half. Um, and then, you know, from about 10 metres out, Harry Grant from dummy half, he dummies left, he dummies right, he catches Lisa Armel ball watching, uh, and then sitting on his heels, Grant takes the space between Lisa and, and Ciro and, and scores an easy, easy try. Mm. Um, and then to sum up the Warriors' day, th- this was the play uh. that summed up our day, where Armel drops the ball right on the Melbourne line. Uh, Nico Hines picks it up. And he's caught in the in goal by three defenders. He had no right of coming out. Uh, However, he manages to pass the ball to Jerome Hughes, who then runs 55 metres to put Melbourne straight back on the attack again. And that, yeah, that that for me summed up how our our day had gone. We just, yeah, we were just awful in those little moments where we should have been better. Oh, absolutely. And the the next thing that happened, is Melbourne get the ball and they shift left. Olam puts in a grubber that literally, uh, Ado Car's lying on the ground and it literally bounces up and just lands in his lap while he's on the ground. And I said, the only other thing that could happen here is he gets up and scores untouched after that with two yeah. guys on him. I was just waiting for that to happen, you know? It was just one of those games. We didn't have to wait long, did you? Oh, mate, <laughs> straight away. I Speaking of ridiculously easy tries, Eisenhoof just picks up the ball from dummy half, just makes a beeline for the line. We're just, all our blokes are just caught on the line and powerless to stop him. And that's when, um, that's when Egan cops that uh, fairly bad head knock from um, Ed Cozy as well, wasn't it? Yeah, head close with Cozy, yeah. Uh, opened him up with that big cut, quite gruesome, that one. Um, he left the field for HIA and taken hospital after that. And mm, yeah. yeah, things were going from bad to worse, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Um, but we, we get a little bit back. Almel, uh, center of the field, he gets through, um, uh, gets an offload to Nicarima, shifts the ball to Curran, BMM, on to Aitken and on to Ken, who scores in the corner for his second of the day. And then in the final minute of play with the Warriors on the attack, um, Katie puts a nice little chip kick into the corner for Ken to take the ball and dive over for his third of the game. And it was a fitting end to his time at the Warriors. And, and you know, who who's going to – no one's going to forget uh, very oh. quickly, you know, that, that emotional scene of him breaking down into tears, uh, you know, once his teammates got around him after that try. It was um, – yeah, that was hard to watch. I'll, I'll be honest. It, it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. Um, it shows how much it meant for him to play for the Warriors. Yeah. And, look, I, I was just I was just wrapped for him that he had a, he had a – uh, a great end to his stint at the club. He had a yeah. positive, went out on a high note, I suppose is what I'm trying to say. And um, yeah, he'll be fondly remembered by all big Ken. He'll always absolutely. Be well, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, look, it's just really poor performance all around. You, ca- you can't sugarcoat it. It, no. it just stunk. Um, is riddled with poor defensive reads, poor ball security, and a complete lack of direction from our halves, which is one of the most disappointing um, factors there for me. Yeah, coming off the bye, you know, I really, I really thought we'd perform a lot better. Um, mm. You know, getting that extra week, you know, getting you know guys like AFB back, 
Um, you know, Reese Walsh was a big out for us, but Reese yes. Walsh wasn't going to change the result. Well, of that no, game. no, absolutely not. He would have added a bit of spark in attack, maybe, That's but um, yeah, we, we weren't going to win that based no. on. Um, the most telling stat for me in that whole game was that not one forward managed to run for over 100 meters. Um, That's crazy, yeah. You our best forward of the day was was Ben Murdoch Masilla at, um, at 86 meters. You know, it's um, yeah, it's just not good enough. And and Brownie's still uh, sort of. Uh, bamboozling us all, confusing us all with his forward rotation and um, in fact, his use of the bench with, with BMM 17 minutes, Armour 21 minutes, Evans 24 minutes, um, AFB got 36 minutes. You can understand that he's coming back from injury and everything. Yep. But, and only 22 minutes for Bunty. Mate, Bunty, like, <laughs> he's just re-signed um, for another two years and you can see the frustration and, and, and it's frustrating the crowd because, because when he got up and he finally got the, the card, like number, I think it was interchange number seven uh, to go, to go on the field, the whole Bay of Bay seven stood up and started chanting his name and clapping because yeah. I mean, he's that guy that, that runs with so much intensity. Um, the energy. The fence. Yeah. yeah. He brings that energy. He lifts yep. the team when he's out there. And I, I still don't know um, in the scheme of things, why he wasn't starting with, um, uh, BMM in, in place of Leeson. You know, Leeson's that workhorse, Leeson's that toiler, but Bunty's that guy that, that gets our set started really, really well. Uh, so, yeah, it was it was just a really confusing it's, um, yeah. amount of minutes uh, to have him sitting on the bench for that long. Um, yeah, I don't know, mate. Um, it's it, no it's a weird one. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, Congratulations also, to, we touched on it before, to, to Ken Mamalo. He's become only the third player in NRL history to score a hat-trick of tries against the same opponent twice in the same season. So he scored a hat-trick on the weekend. He scored a hat-trick in round seven, uh, the Anzac Day game. How many players score Melbourne. two hat-tricks against the Storm? I no. mean, like Storm have always been yeah. like so strong defensively. So that, that's a, that's an amazing effort. For him well, like I said, team. only three players have done it. Mark Gasney yeah. achieved it uh, against the Tigers in 2006 and uh, old mate Israel Folau against the Titans in 2009. Um, yeah. Coincidentally, uh, Ken now moving across to the Tigers. Ken plays the Storm again this week. Um, <laughs> no, so, no respite. Uh, no. <laughs> no. So he's got the opportunity. If he scores three tries this week, he'll become the first player in history to achieve a uh, three-try uh, a, a hat-trick against the same opponent three times in the one season. Lock, so, lock it in, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you're a betting man, put a put, put a little little bet on Ken Mamalo to score three against oh, Melbourne. Kenneth in, Kenneth in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it. The Storm, the Storm have only averaged um, 20 points or less than 20 points against them each game this this year we've managed to score 20 and 18 yeah. and Kenneth scored six six tries six of those tries have been Ken Mamalo so um if anyone knows how to score against a storm it's big Kenny Mamalo so uh yeah get he's some like, money on he's like freaking catnip for the storm <laughs> <laughs> yeah look we we want to wish him all the best in this yep. new stage of his NRL journey with the uh, West Tigers and and we thank him for his contributions and his service for the Warriors over the past seven seasons he's been there since he was 16 years old and, yeah um he's played 106 games for the club scored 44 tries and most of those have come in last the last few years yep um, and he's averaging over 150 meters per game his last 
uh, 45 games for the club. So that's a massive effort. We'll, we'll definitely miss that. Absolutely. That yardage. And as we always say on this show, forever and always, Warrior 201. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for your service. Brother. Thanks, Ken. Um, really appreciate it. Um, mate, the game stats. There's nothing, there's <laughs> nothing good really to come out of the game stats. Uh, the only thing we won on the weekend was the average play the ball. Believe it or not, ours was 3.53 and the Storm was uh, 3.64. Oh, we won a captain's challenge. uh, We did win a captain's (laughs) challenge. Um, Completion rate was pretty ordinary, 72% Uh, by today's standards. Uh, Possession, 46. If you can't win the possession game against the Storm, you're not going to win the the game on the Storm. Um, And like I said, mate, uh, no forward over 100 metres. Fittingly, Ken uh, was our big meter eater on the weekend with 168, followed by RTS with 164. Ewan Aitken, who I thought had his best game for the club, which is saying something really, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, he had a couple of try assists. Yeah. Everyone, everyone sort of bagging him out for not, not being a passer of the ball, even on the commentary. They would, I think even Brandy Alexander was giving it to him. But um, yeah. yeah, there you go. Two try assists. In the last yep. Um, and uh, as we said earlier, the, the two big outcomes out of that game was the the season-ending injury to um, Chanel Harris-Tavita and yeah. the nasty head knock from Wade Egan, which has meant that he wasn't even considered for this week's game against Newcastle. Yes. Yes. No, he he, he could be out for a few weeks, yeah. uh, Wade. Yeah. Should we talk about uh, some footy, the rest of the round review? And you've completely stitched me up here and you've got <laughs> me talking about State of Origin Game 1. Oh, I'd love to Tell us how it was, mate. What happened? Oh. Yes. I can't uh, remember that far back. What happened? I think I'll tell you what happened. Queensland Queensland ran out in the field and that was about it. That was all she wrote. Uh yeah, obviously 50 points to six. The Blues dominated every aspect, facet of that game. Queensland just never in it. Uh Tommy Turbo, Latrell Mitchell and centers caused havoc. Yeah. Roving on both sides of the field. We just could not contain it. Um New South Wales with more speed in the back line, badly exposed. Um, we were just dead set. Queensland just dead set, never in it. Um, nah. We got that one try before halftime, but even then, like, uh, we way out of our depth. And, and yeah. for once, um, the, I think that the clear chasm of talent between New South Wales and Queensland clearly showed. I mean, I know in the past there's been that, even, like, look at last year. Yeah. But Queensland played with that, you know, that typical Queensland spirit and determination. But yeah, look, last Wednesday just completely outclassed. I've got nothing. We were just a couple of. There were a couple of key outs for for Queensland, though. I mean, um, Ponga was a big out, uh, not playing in that game. Yeah. Um, Josh Papali'i up front was also yeah, a big out. Papali, losing yeah. losing Christian Walsh um, so early Lindsay in that Collins game. Collins well. would be another another key forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably the the. The thing that uh, highlighted it most was Kirk Capewell playing out of position in the centres. And I know he did a great job last uh, year in Origin. Yeah. But coming up against Turbo and Latrell Mitchell, the, they just, yeah, yeah. He, he just couldn't match him for speed. They they isolated him well in defence. Uh, and nothing against Capewell. I think Capewell uh, for game two has to be in, in, in the forward pack. He's got to yeah, be in that back be. row. Yeah. Very, um, as you said, very handy player. Yeah. Um, and he, he'd be great on an edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely not the centers. But there's just no one else for us to pick at the moment. Well, they're the talking centers. about seriously, they're talking about um Will Chambers getting a recall. Uh, oh, look, uh, it's probably not the worst idea. He's he's got origin experience, but I just can't 
He is a good defensive centre too. He's, he's good defensive. He'll, he'll get in the New South Wales players' faces, but he's got that stupid kick that he loves doing. He just never feel even for that. He always loves putting in that kick. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, cut his leg off. Jeez. But, uh, I mean, I, I <laughs> think... Who the, else we got? That's it. I yeah. think the telling sign was um, DCE was, was very, very quiet oh, uh, yeah. in that game. And that was Munster's first game back. Um, after a couple of weeks out from injury with injury as well. That's it. A few um, guys. He was he was under an injury cloud. AJ Brimson clearly played injured, and um, um, Harry Grant too playing his first yes. game in like five weeks. So and it was you know there was a, a couple sign. of Queenslanders that yeah. were underdone. Um, come come next week, next uh, you know Sunday week. I think uh, Queensland uh, will be better for the run. And you know I mean let's face it, Freddie Fitler hasn't won at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, it's never been a happy hunting ground for New South Wales. And if, yeah. if, if, the, if anything can level up the series, it's Queensland with that parochial Queensland crowd. Back to the wall. Stadium. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping so, mate. But, um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of confidence after that absolute blue wash that we yeah. caught. Yeah. Well, we moved on to Friday night. Uh, no game on Thursday. The first game on Friday night was um, Manly versus Cowboys. Uh, Manly 50 over the Cowboys 18. Now, Tommy Turbo was rested uh, from this game, and I think everyone thought that that would even up the ledger. Um, mm. Once Turbo was named as, as being out, I actually tipped the Cowboys to win this, uh, based on the fact that, you know, the Cowboys have been coming along pretty nicely. But i uh, got to remember that uh, the last four games the Cowboys have played, they've played um, three games at, at home and one at um, – get an attack there, mate – uh, and, one, <laughs> and, and one game at Magic Round at, at uh, Suncorp. So they really haven't left, left the, the Sunshine State um, mm. for five weeks. So uh, they jumped out to an early lead, 12-point lead. Um, and then Manly, you know, came back, scored 28 points in 25 minutes yeah. to lead 28-12 at halftime. And then another 16 points after halftime, pushed that score out to 44-12 uh, before the Cowboys got one back. But... Um, yeah, Manly finished on a on a uh, high with one last try before t- full time. Um, our mate um, Hank Scorpio and um, <laughs> Olika Artu uh, with doubles, and I, th- I think the big uh, surprise packet in this game was Ruben Garrick at fullback. Ruben Garrick was outstanding, yeah. um, so much so that uh, all the um, Warriors social media posts started uh, saying, "Why don't we sign this guy? Why don't we sign this guy?" Forget we the get, fact that we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Forget the fact he's under contract to Manly. Um, why don't we just and sign him? Signed a new deal. Yeah, as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, no doubt a great player. Look for me, Manly. Manly are a real smoky for me. They're the dark horse, aren't they? They are coming. They're coming good at the right yep. time. And, and as you said, Tommy Turbo is a was a, traditionally has been a big out for them. But the way that they played without him there, and Cowboys were were coming off a few wins, some yeah. some good form as well, and um, yeah. So did you see at, the um? Did you see Todd Payton's uh, press I conference? I did. Yeah. Poor yeah. old Toddy having to sit there listening to Manly's. Uh, How Manly bad was that? There. That was an absolute stitch up. He, yeah. he, held, he held himself well, Toddy. And we he did. Know, we know he, he is, is the does. ultimate professional. Um. Yeah, but yeah. he would inside. He would have been going. Oh, yeah. I've only heard of one thing worse, and that was uh, when we played the Tigers and um. And the dressing room lights went off in the Tigers dressing room at Central Coast, and they had to listen to the Warriors <laughs> sing their song in the dark. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yes. How on earth did that happen? Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to the second Friday night game. This was a bit of a rip snorter of a match. Uh, the Sharks nineteen over the Panthers eighteen. Once again, the Panthers were depleted due to Origin. 
So having to back up two days later, all their origin plays were rested. The Sharks played a controlled first half and they scored 18 points uh, and keeping the Panthers to nil, which was a big effort in that first half. Well, similar to what the Tigers <laughs> did the week before. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. Um, Matt, Matt Moylan showing he's probably the second slowest half in the comp. Yeah. I like if he was being chased by the slowest <laughs> Tyrone May. Matt Moylan, as soon as he got that, he was dead set running on a treadmill. I think someone oh, no. tied his shoelaces yeah. together. I don't still, know how he got still there. run away from Tyrone May. <laughs> I was like, jeez, oh. oh. oh, yeah, we couldn't get over that. He has just lost all his pace. He's, 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 he's not as, um, you know, Sean Johnson's not far behind him as well, but like, yeah, jeez. <laughs> Matty Moylan but yeah the Panthers came out in the second half inspired by some some Matt Burton brilliance he came into his own there and um, he grabbed the ball by the horns while, with the other blokes out and showed his class yeah. Isaac Tago with a good try on debut and the Panthers leveled the score at 18 all and you're thinking oh the Sharks have, uh, have let a good lead slip here but their old mate Sean Johnson Mr. Clutch coming up with a match winning field goal that was a wobbly old effort that just snuck over it's a bit like one of his field goals against Canberra that day, wasn't it? They were both kind of like that, but I, um, yeah, um, they were just plucky. They they were really plucky. The the Sharks, you know, they it was mm. this this the Sharks prided themselves in that mid uh, like from twenty fourteen through to you know twenty nineteen. They really prided themselves yeah. on being that that nitty that that dirty gritty side that could just get in an arm Ritty, wrestle with you. Scrappy, get yep. in the dirty work, get the dirty and they work got done. back yeah. to that yep. that style of play on the weekend, and it, and it's a style of yep. play we haven't seen since Paul Gallen retired. Um, mm, that's so, true. Yeah, so it was good to see the Sharks get back back to that. Uh, probably the big one out of that game was the uh, HIA to Wade Graham, um, which yes. which they tried to pass off as an injury. Uh, initially, but um, you know, anyone with two eyes in their head could see that it was a, a HIA. It, it suffered a head knock, and um, a bit of we're going to talk about yeah, we're going to talk about HIAs in the set of six. So uh, you know, we'll touch on him a little bit later. But um, I'll also, yeah. yeah, I'll also add to that. Like Sean Johnson, uh, pretty much uh, announced himself in the post-match interview. Did you say, see that if anyone needs a halfback, I'm your man. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, mate. Well, he's got to, hasn't he? You know, he's he's, he's fielding no yeah. offers from clubs, and you know, so long as Sean realizes he's not a, a eight hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollar player anymore, and he and he's willing to 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 do the Benji Marshall and do the honourable thing, and you know, accept less money yep. to extend his career somewhere else, um, he has a lot to offer uh, a team. Uh, just oh, not yeah, at that, absolutely. yeah, not at that price tag. Um, no, so, no. You know, I mean, I I I, I really hope he he finds another home in the NRL somewhere. Cause I'd hate to see him go to the English super league. Cause as much as, yeah, you know, I, I, as much as I'd rather see him playing in a Warriors Jersey, um, if I can, if I can see him playing in any NRL Jersey, at least I was, we still get to see the brilliance that is, you know, Sean Johnson. Um, so yeah. Um, just back to Matt Burton though. Gee, haven't the Bulldogs picked up a, a good one there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They'll be, they'll be looking their lips at uh, the prospect yeah. of having him in the side next year. And, that's what he brings. He's he just yeah came into his own there. Yeah, he did. Um, the next game, the oh sorry, the first game on Saturday uh, on Saturday was the Roosters. Saturday, yeah, yeah, versus the Titans. I haven't even got the scores up what here. What was the score in that, mate? 35-34. 34 That's correct. Um, yeah, this Ended was up being this a... was a game and a half. 
Mate, it was a cracking game of footy, um, and it was it was one of those uh, cliched games, a game of two halves. It was all the Roosters in the first half. Um, Full credit they scored to the three boys, tries there yeah. to lead eighteen four at half time, and then extended their lead to twenty to four in the fiftieth minute with two more tries, and then the Titans started to claw back. Um, you know, the, uh, a bit of a, um, a a few more tries and. And got it in the 74th minute. You know, they scored five tries. They were in front, 34 to 30, um, before Matt Ikebalu scores in the 76th minute. And Walker misses the goal uh, from the from the sideline. Up until that point, um, our mate Adam Kieran had been slotting them from all over the place. Yes. Yeah, if he was able to kick that, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, uh, you know, Walker steps up in the 70, 79th minute. Um all the pressure in the world on him and, and, and nails a beautiful uh, field goal um, for a 35-34 win uh, for the Roosters. And two players in that game that really deserve a, a, a praise is uh, Joseph Manu, who was all class. He's playing, I think he played fullback in the absence of James Tedesco on the weekend. And that's the third position he's played in, in three games. He's gone from centre to 5'8 to fullback. Uh, and mastered all of them, mm. and um, and the big man Jared Warrior Hargraves playing eighty minutes um, in the middle of the park. That mm. uh, mate, that was the second week in a row he's done that. Uh, so, you know, showing that there is uh, life in the old legs uh, yet. Um, yeah, he was he was outstanding for the Chooks. Just on uh, Matt Ikevalu, he's the box. He's a box. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a he's a. An unassuming sort of player, but he gets the job done, doesn't he? He's, he's a good finisher. He is. Just a yeah, he just does solid. He certainly does. Yeah. Uh, the second game on Saturday, Rabbitohs versus the Knights. Uh, Twenty-four points to ten. Final score in favour of the Rabbitohs. Changes made to the Rabbits before kickoff. Cook, Arrow, and Murray all rested after their Origin duties. Look, South never looked like losing this one. Twelve-four uh, lead. Halftime, Alex Johnson, double. Jeez, can't he score a try, Alex Johnston? To think oh, they weren't mate. even going to re-sign him last year. Yeah, um, that's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, it turned into uh, a... Wayne Bennett, Wayne Bennett touched on that in his post-match press conference too. Yeah. Yeah, he's just... He is a genuine try scorer. Yep. Uh, turned, it, turned it into a hat-trick just after halftime. And uh, the Knights are a team in serious he's trouble. Just, he's a genuine so, try scorer. Yep. Mm. Sorry, mate. Just... Uh, my uh, second screen had dropped out, so I've just uh, had to load up because um, I was getting nothing through uh, on the yeah, screen. So I just load good. up the comments coming through. Uh, Too from, easy. Yeah. You want to tell us about the uh, Raiders and the Broncos? I will. I will tell you about the Raiders and the Broncos. Uh, the Raiders 38 versus the Broncos 16. The Raiders finally finding some form. Are you there, Millie? Um, finally yeah. finding some form, albeit, Make some against, noise. Yeah, albeit <laughs> against the hapless... Uh, Broncos outfit. Uh, we did see yeah. the return of Carmichael Hunt uh, playing. Well, his I, first... I saw him run out onto the field, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, mate. It, I mean, it's his first game in the NRL since 2009. 12 years out of the game. And yeah. um, to, to be honest, like looking at the game, he didn't look too out of place. Um, he wasn't He wasn't that bad. Hmm. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't the worst of the Broncos outfit, that's for sure. Um, the Raiders... Uh, did get out to an early lead uh, and continued that on in, uh, into halftime with a 22-10 lead. Uh, Pulled on another 16 points after halftime, which is a rarity for the Raiders because they don't normally score second half yes. points. Yes, 
they've been struggling um, in that department for sure. Yeah, congratulations to Selwyn Cobbo, who scored his maiden NRL try for the Broncos. He is a big lump of a lad, isn't he? He is, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's going to be good. Um, but the Raiders way too good, 38 to 16. Um, the the send-off of Kobe Hetherington, uh, easily one of the worst oh. bunker decisions in, uh, in the history of the game. There was, there was no common sense prevailing in that one at no. all. No, like that was um, that was ten minutes at worst. And good old Annesley's come out and said as much um, this week. So, oh, yeah. don't, don't don't we love Annesley coming oh, out on Monday yeah. and saying, "Oh yeah, all those calls were wrong." Yeah, Sorry about so, that. Um, yeah, we feel for your Broncos. We get that quite often. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, so then there was our game at two p.m. the two p.m. Sunday game. We've been into that. Let's not yep. go over that ever again. Let's hit the delete button on that game. Uh, and then we had the Eels versus the Tigers. So the Eels returned to form with a controlled first half. Uh, they got out to a 14-point lead. Uh, Tigers clawed one back just at halftime, so 14 points to six. But then three converted tries in 10-minute period, and the, the game was gone. Yep. Um, Tigers got back uh, via Jimmy the Jet, hopefully recovering a bit of form there, uh, make up some lost time. But... Old King Gutho crossed for his seconds, wrapped the game up, 40 points to 12. Um, yeah, comprehensive. Still can't get a read on them. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, they, they dust up the teams that they should. Uh, but, you know, they, they have lost. They have had some heavy losses to other sort of contenders. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I I, I can't quite. They, I can't get a read on them. Um, sometimes know. they look like a top four side, and then other times they look like fifth or sixth position. That's where I feel they are at the moment. They're about fifth or sixth. Mitch Moses uh, too. He, he he kind of drifts in and out of games. He, he yeah. Um, at any other club, it would probably be noticeable. But at the at the Eels, he's got guys like Dylan Brown. Reed mm. Marnie and 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 um, Clint Gutherson that kind of cover for him. A lot of creative, uh, a lot of other creative players there. Yeah. that can you can pull up some of the slack. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, interesting one. Uh, what did you make of um, Isaiah Papali'i's little uh, indiscretion in that game too? Yeah. Why did we let him go? <laughs> <laughs> Millie's jumped in. She said it was a much improved performance. Um, however, it was sailed by that send-off. That's as bad as it gets. Yeah, it is. That was shocking. True, that, very uh, true. But yeah, you take a win, don't you, Millie? Leave Moses alone. He's my halfback in fantasy. Yeah, he's mate. That's where he plays his best footy in fantasy land. How about super? How about super coach though? No, I've got, um, <laughs> got um, in super coach. I've got Adam Reynolds and uh, Nathan Cleary as my halves. Um, and then the final game on Monday, because it was a public holiday here um, because of the Queen's birth- birthday. So thank you to Brian May, Roger Taylor, Freddie Mercury and- <laughs> <laughs> for um, making some great music and giving us a public holiday here in New South Wales. Um, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was always going to be one of those games where depending on which Dragons outfit turned up, uh, yeah. could either be a 50-point tri-fest or an absolute struggle. Uh, and it was yes. the inept dragons which showed up. Um, they led 6 2, but from the 30th minute, it was all the Bulldogs scoring 26 unanswered points to record only their second win of the season. Uh, Jake Avarillo really starting to find his, his feet playing at halfback in that Bulldog side and, um, you know, guiding them around the full. Yeah, the, the, Bull, the Bulldogs did do us a favour. There was a couple of teams that did us a few favours on the weekend, which 
even via losing, um, we, we're still managing to stay within touch of that top Funny, eight. isn't it? It's a bit deceptive. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, we've we're got... playing a, anything but, like, but top that's eight. That's what I mean. Side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we've got Newcastle, then we've got the weekend off, and then we go into the Dragons um, straight after that. So Crucial. And then we then we play the Sharks twice in yeah. a relatively short period of time. So absolutely must yeah. win games. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's great that we're, we're able to lose games and still stay around that, that eight, but uh, really there's, there's, there's a couple of games, uh, the Cowboys game at, at uh, North Queensland and the Manly, yeah. the Manly game yes. at Central Coast are two games where that, that's four points that we really should have taken. And, and, and even the Newcastle game. Arguably. Oh, and the Newcastle game is one missed tackle. Yeah. One missed tackle was the difference between winning and yep. losing there. Yeah. I think just on the uh, Dragons, I think uh, old man Elliot would have been that disgusted that he would have grabbed a Werther's original and some uh, hot chocolate and would have yeah, was yelled at the clouds. I think had an early night with his pipe and slippers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he would have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, quite interesting that, um, that uh, before the game last week, uh, Coach Anthony Griffin came out and said that... Um, Matt Dufty was free to, to negotiate with other clubs. They weren't offering a contract. And uh, before this game, uh, Corey Norman yes. uh, was told that he could uh, look for uh, another club. So, which probably brings us into our first point of the, uh, our set yeah. of six for this week, let's, uh, which is... Let's kick off the set of six. Recruitment, yeah. the never-ending argument. So if any of you guys have ever been on social media and looked at some of the posts that go around on some of these Warriors pages be thinking um, how much money do we have in this salary cap? Because we should be going after dead set every single player, not only that is off contract, coming off contract, currently contracted or just signed a new deal with their current club. We should be signing all these blokes. Seriously. What is wrong with our club? What's Peter O'Sullivan even doing? Why aren't we signing all these guys? Every single one. Like you, you can throw any name. We mentioned Ruben Garrick before. Yep. The bloke is the bloke was had just signed a new deal. Well, I don't know where the where some of these rumors come from, but I think just one person we should go after Garrick, we should go after Dufty, we should go after like any player you can think of off contract. Well, the beginning of the year it was um Jerome Hughes, yeah, uh, Brandon Smith, uh, and then the it shifted to Nico Hines, which we kind of put a late bid in for. Yes. Um, uh, that was never going to be realistic. There's been talk about Joey Manu and that, that conversation doesn't go away. And that's one guy that I would like to see in Warriors Colours. But then, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, but, I mean, you but, get on these posts and, and some guy threw up um, Dane Gagai the other day. Dane and, Gagai. And then the, the most ridiculous one I've seen on a fan forum for, and I'll say ever, was <laughs> um, we should throw money at Sonny Bill Williams and Matt, uh, Steve Matai. Steve Matai. Now, been so you, okay. for five years. Let's let's look at let's break this down just for a second. Okay, Sonny Bill, right? He came back last year. If he was ever going to come and play for the Warriors, it was going to be last year in that last hurrah. No, he went to the Roosters and then he's he's come out and said he's retired now. Okay, he's, he's if he wanted to play for the Warriors, he would have played for the Warriors previously. Correct. Steve Matai has been retired. He was medically retired back in 2016. And he's dead set gone off the radar and he only reappeared recently. Um, he, he made a comment. Nearly, 
in yeah, the media. Stanley were looking for him for an old boys day or something. They, no one could get in contact. So with people him. started making up stories about him. Yeah. And then he came out and said, mate, I'm just living my life. Like, you guys can stop, you know, speculating now. But apparently we should be re-signed. We should be signing the bloke. Again, we make a joke about this almost every show. But he would have toured the Mount Smart facilities, what, about three, four times? Three times, definitely. Three times, definitely, in his career. Again, if he wanted to play for the Warriors, he would have done it back in his playing day. He's not going to come out of five years medical retirement to come and play for the Warriors. No. No. And and, and like with with recruitment, everyone needs to understand, even if a, a player is available, you've still got the hurdle of getting that player to move to New Zealand. I know that we're in COVID times and we are based in the Central Coast for the time being, but eventually we will go back to being based in Auckland. Yep. And that let's let's not beat around the bush. That is a massive hurdle. Cam George himself has said it. it it's 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 a, it's an obstacle that they I've have had, to negotiate with all with all uh, player talks and. I've know, had that do, conversation with uh, Cam George in the past, and, yeah. and he basically his exact words were: most guys when they come to New Zealand to play against the Warriors, they come in, uh, they fly in. It's it's cold and wet usually in winter. They get off the plane, they play their game, they have a shower, they get changed, they go home. Um, and that's all they see of Auckland. So to try and sell the city of, of Auckland to these players, to a team that's struggling, um, you know, is is a very, very hard thing to do. Um, oh, yeah. That, that's why we that's why we ended up with such a with such a, a subpar roster in two, yep. uh, 20, start of 2020 because we just couldn't attract anyone. Everyone was turning us down. Even ex-Kiwis were turning us down. Yep. This is, the, this is the best recruitment we've been able to do by our, far, yeah, by for, far. for a long, long time. And, and it's showing that it's working because, yes, we are losing games, but we have actually got depth in positions now, whereas in the past, we, we wouldn't have had that depth. Uh, we would have been bringing young guys in way too soon, way before their time, to cover the injuries of the guys that we've had out this year. Um, yeah. um, P- Peter O'Sullivan is, is a very astute operator. And you've yep. got Gus, on, Gus in, in there as well. And let's not forget what Gus himself said in that interview in Sky Sports. He said, we want to focus on developing the young talent and bringing them through the ranks. That's the key to success. You can recruit guys to come in and have, have a brief period of success, but these guys come and go. You want to bring these guys through the, the junior ranks, come in there and have long-lasting um, success Absolutely. in first grade. And, you know, um, you've got to have the right player for the right position. You don't just throw or- dollars... For the right price. For the right price. You don't just, just because we've got all this RTS dollars, that's what everyone thinks. We've got, we've got all this RTS money to play with. But you don't want to just throw it at anyone that comes in the market for the sake of it and just get them in there and like, hang on, we've got five fullbacks. What do yeah. we do? You know, like you, you, you just don't want to be doing that. You don't want to be foolish. And that's the other recruitment thing too is, um, is you know, people were throwing up these guys, like names of these players. Like, we should sign him, we should sign him. Yeah, it's, it's, we only have a certain amount left in our salary cap. You know, we're, we're sitting at now, I think uh, we've got 20, 25 or 26 players signed for next season and beyond. Uh, we have four current players that are still off contract that haven't been signed. And we'll, we'll talk about yes. that a little bit later. Um, but you can see by the re-signings of the players that we've re-signed that they're looking at youth more so than anything else because they want to build brownie wants to build a roster that he can keep for the next three or four years that's it. um that's to it. have 100%. some consistency yeah. in his play um 
there's got to like you can't expect that you okay yeah we had some big off-season signings but there's been a lot of contributing factors but you don't instantly just become go from a struggling side to like an instant contender overnight no it takes and, time yeah it takes time to be building. patient build yeah. the roster as you say get yep. the right players in the right position a mixture of youth and experience it's the way to go it, okay if you want to go on social media and say we should sign him we should sign him why don't they do that why don't that's great but you just got to understand it's not going to happen no there's no exactly point getting frustrated about it that's yeah. that's the way it is you know yeah yeah and it, it's once one person comments about it then everyone from other posts and and you and you see it on all the social media and things it just like, gathers momentum and yeah. it's just like why don't we just i can't understand why we don't just sign this guy we don't just sign that guy yeah. sign that guy's it, it, there's a science behind it um, and the best clubs, the most successful clubs are the ones that have the best recruitment and the best player retention. We've got some great, great, great young kids coming through our, our systems at the moment. Um, mm. You know, we're, we, we're speaking to Joe Vungenau last night. So his, his son Isaiah is in our development squad. We've got a young kid called Jacob Laban who's in our development, who's here in Australia with the Warriors and he, he heads up and plays um, for the Redcliffe Dolphins. We've got Pride yes. Patterson Rabadi. Um, you know, you like, yeah, yeah, you, you look at a guy like Rocco Berry, who's been in our system last year, didn't get any game time and, and yes. actually didn't play a game because of the, the uh, shutdown of the second division comps last mm. year. But, you know, in and around our thing, starting to get his opportunity now. Um, Edward Cozy, another one who's kind of, mm. you know, been in our development system, uh, bought out. Um, so, yeah, there's... Um, the, the club is doing a lot of good things and what we need to do as fans is not bag them out for the players that they keep or let go. I mean, it, as I said, there's yeah, a science like, again, behind Yes. So um, every single player that we let go, like everyone, the club, the, oh, why did we get rid of him? They just want him back immediately. It's like yeah. there's, there's a reason behind all of this. Yeah, Salary I mean, cap I, to play with, length of the contract. It. Yeah, we'll talk, we're talking about it now, so I'll, I'll talk about the Ken Mamalo uh, situation. Yeah, yeah, sure. So Sorry. Basically, yep. yeah, so I was going to touch on it a bit later on. We talk about the key signings. But so basically, um, I had a conversation with a number of people on Sunday at the game. Uh, I'll keep the names out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, so basically what happened in regards to Ken is that um, Ken is hit by his manager, approached the club, um, Asking because he's on, he was on contract until the end of next season. Mm. Uh, asking the club uh, what their their view was in regards to Ken uh, from you know twenty twenty three onwards. The club at this stage said that they had no plans um, to offer him anything at this point in time um, because uh, they were doing they were getting their recruitment right for next season. Uh, Ken's manager then came back and said that he had an offer from a rival club that was a long-term deal, uh, but that included coming across immediately this year uh, and would the club release him from his current contract. Mm. Um, so the club said, yes, they would, uh, because they weren't going to be rushed into making a decision on someone who was already under contract for next season. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say that the club were not going to offer Ken a contract at some point next season for the future, but Ken had an opportunity to secure a long-term contract somewhere else and get his future uh, tied up. And, um, you know, the comment that was made to me was some of these guys are just looking for their last big contract uh, that they can sign to, to you know, for, uh, make, like, settle their futures and, and what have you. Uh, and the club wasn't willing to be pressured into making a decision on him this early. So, 
Ken was released. Uh, all <clears throat> credit to him. When Rocco Berry went down at training on the weekend, Ken was obviously named in the 21-man squad. He approached Nathan Brown and said, put me in. Um, you know, I'm ready to, to play for the boys and, you know, um, thank you for my time at the club. So he was, uh, and he was one of our better players on the weekend. But, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how the whole Ken Mamalo saga has played out. It was the same um, with Carl Lawton, wasn't it? Yeah. Like Matt yep. Manley came in and, and they offered him a longer deal. The club yep. at this stage wasn't going to offer him anything beyond this season. So he yep. took the, the longer um, contract offer at Manly. Yeah. yeah. It happens. Um, it's, yeah, that's yeah. right. And, 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 you know, I mean, Ken's 27 years old, or, mm. you know, nearly 28 years old. He's, he's been at the club for a long, long time. Um, yeah, 20, 28 years old this year. Um, <clears throat> has shown a bit of susceptibility to getting beaten for pace, uh, getting mm -hmm. turned around with kicks put in behind him and so forth. Uh, so with Ken leaving, it has freed up a, a position. The club are talking to Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak. Um, Dallin, believe it or not, he's only 24 years old. It seems like he's been around he's forever. He's been around for ages. Eh? Um, you know, has played international football, has captained his country. Um, you know, does offer uh, speed. He, he's a lot like he's like the 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 wing version of Bunty Afoa. Runs a hundred miles an hour. Uh, never die. You know, never dies wondering. Um, so his you know his speed and his experience is something that the Warriors are looking at in regards to a younger uh, option on the wing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's no hard feelings from the club towards Ken. There's certainly no hard feelings from Ken towards towards That's the it. club. That's uh, it. No animosity whatsoever, and anyone who says otherwise is just trying to create create yeah. drama. And unfortunately, us as fans, we get well invested in these players at our club. We're heavily but, entrenched in it, don't we? Yeah, yeah. but it, it, I mean, it is a business now, uh, more so than it ever has been, and um, it's just the nature of the business. You know, the yep. club the clubs a result result driven business and. You know, they're trying to build a roster to get them the best results on the field. So, yeah, I'm glad you stuck around for that, TK, because, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I know there was a lot of stories in the New Zealand media over the, mm. the past weekend um, with certain stories. And I know Ken's manager came out in one and basically said that the club had pushed Ken out the door. But yeah. that, that certainly wasn't the case. False, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I think it's just a manager trying to get the best deal for his player and, um I, th I think to just sort of wrap up that first point, if everyone just realises that you can't keep everyone and you can't sign everyone, no, then you'll be all right. Yep. You can move on and just accept the good with the bad. Yep. And sometimes, you know, that, that causes people to make some harsh decisions. And, and that yep. brings us to our second point where the Sharks have come out and, and basically said they're, they're going to cull $2.8 from their salary cap this year, which means that, Aaron Woods, Josh Dugan, and Sean Johnson have all been told that they're not part of the club's plans for them next year onwards. Um, yeah, it is, TK. It's hard to see players go because we get invested in them. We, you know, yeah, as yeah. fans, we really love to yes. see them representing our club. And then you'd know yourself from your time supporting the club at Mount Smart. You know, you, you, you form a relationship with these guys. We've, yeah. we've been lucky enough to be able to do that over the past two seasons, um, form personal relationships, not just fans in the stands watching them go around, but, you know, forming, you know, personal, uh, meaningful relationships, relationships with them. Um, and, and it does make it really, really hard to see some of them move on. And, and Kenny's definitely one of those guys. He's always been polite and courteous and yeah. gives of his time after the games. 
we, we know yeah we know where you're coming from tk because we know yeah. you're a great man of the people and yeah. you you know the players love you as well as much as you love them uh, yeah. tk so yeah we, we know where you're coming from it is hard it's hard to see these guys leave and it is um yeah especially when you know them and they they um carry your kids and they yeah. uh you know you get photos with them and everything it's just yeah yeah um it's a business unfortunately yeah yeah, so back to the Sharks. It, yep. the, the way the game is changing, uh, I think this will be a new norm from a lot of clubs now. Where, uh, and we're going through it ourselves with our roster, where clubs are looking for youth in their roster rather than uh, these older guys um, mm. holding on to, to spots in the roster and taking up a, a big chunk of salary cap money. Yep. Um, yeah, um, so uh, I, I don't know where these guys are going to end up. Um, Aaron Woods has been spoken about. He's link, been linked to a couple of different clubs. Uh, Josh Dugan, I, I really don't. I really think he'll end up in the English Super League. I don't think he'll get a gig in the, the NRL. Blake's being held together by duct tape at the moment, isn't he? Um, that and Tadouink. Tad Tadouink is is uh, binding him together. I, yeah. I think he got to add for feeder into that list as well. He's on massive money there. Um, is he yeah, off but they haven't. This year? I, no, they're gonna hold I, on I don't know if he's still under contract for next year. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure what the go is with Andrew Fafita, but he has been linked with a move to I think Warrington's where his brother's playing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a, there was talk when Johnny Morris was still around that he was going to head over to Warrington. I don't know what the go is with Andrew Fafita now, but yeah, he's a shadow of the player that he used to. Be. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the injuries, his knees, and everything have yeah. kind of given way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, well, um, we, we briefly spoke about origin before, but point three, origin, mid-season or end of season? What are your thoughts on that? So the argument for where origin should be scheduled, mid-season offers a spectacle that we've had for years and we're used to, but we've seen how it affects some clubs and players rested, injured, suspended. So the competition almost goes into sort of a bit of a hiatus. Yep. In the mid-year. I know as Warriors fans, we used to kind of like that because we get yeah. to play. We sort of come into our own there and play against some weekend opposition. Um, you see Penrith, who are flying high, have now lost two in a row, two games on the trot uh, due to origin selections. Uh, but then the end of season um, would, would impact the international game and players ruled out due to end of season scheduled surgery scheduled and the like. Personally, uh, for myself, I quite liked it being at the end of the season last year. Um, I enjoyed it at the end of the season myself. Mm. Um, But I also like the mid-season spectacle. I don't like like what's happening uh, at the moment. And, I mean, we've never really had to suffer too much because of it Mm. because we've never had an influx of Australian uh, origin players in – amongst our roster, but you can see how, you know, a young side like the Panthers has been decimated in the past two weeks and, and, and have dropped four competition points against two sides that, you know, let's be brutally honest, wouldn't have come within a, no. a whisker of them had they had their full complement of players out. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Um, and it gives some of these, I mean, it, it probably gives the opportunity for some of these lesser sides to, um, you know, score. Make some, up a bit of ground. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know, mate. False. Um, it's a false sense of security, though, as well. Yeah. Um, if you come up against these much weak, weakened sides with players out, um, I, I don't know if a, if a stopping the season for three weeks in the middle of the year um, to play an Origin series over three consecutive weeks is, is the way to go. It gives the players a bit of a rest. 
but then does it become it's maybe too long? That's what I mean. Um, yeah, like teams will will complain about losing momentum and uh, breaking up the continuity of it. Three weeks is, is a fairly long break. Um, so I don't know whether you you you, went, you do what I think in two thousand and one they did it where they had a stand standalone Origin week. Yep. In between the games, I don't, I don't know if that's the way to go. Either it's a hard one. I I quite liked it at the end of the year because it's a, it's a good reward for the players that have been the best players all year for their respective states. Yeah, um, they can get a call up and represent their state again. Like if you probably the downside to that though is a team that misses out on on semi final footy. So you have like guys from say the Cowboys getting picked to represent Queensland and. And by the time they play Origin, they haven't played for five or six weeks. Yeah, there, there because is of the that, semi-final yeah. series. Um, so that, there is that. Uh, the one that really confuses me this season is the standalone rep round of next weekend, but mm. there's no other rep games on that weekend. Yeah, it's it's defeating the purpose of it because previously they used to put the like I think that was on Papua New Guinea, Samoa, Tonga, yeah, yeah, the Pacific Tests. Yeah, they used to do um, all those. I don't know why. I obviously. It must be because of COVID, COVID reasons or something that they can't, they can't play any of these matches. I think they were trying to do like a, a Tonga verse. But I, I still can't see what. I mean, there's no NRL games that weekend, so why? Yeah. And Origins going ahead, and the women's Origins going ahead, so why can't they on the Saturday have a, a Pacific tournament? Yeah. Uh, all I can think of is that it was it was prearranged with the draw that was done end of last year, and they had anticipated they would, but I guess that they were for, for whatever reason they weren't able to. So we're just going to have a very sort of bare weekend up until that Sunday night. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, and then in saying that too, why didn't they put the the women's origin as a curtain raiser to the men's origin on the yeah on, and make it yeah. a or even play it on the Saturday? Like why play it on the Sunday, Saturday night? You know, footy, everyone can re- recover on the Sunday. You got work, everyone back to work on the Monday. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, uh, I know. It's it's Sunday night is not a good night to have no. a big game, especially one that kicks off so late. The kids kids can't go. No. Um, it's, yeah, it's a late night. Like old fellas like you and me, we're already, uh, we're an old man, Elliot. We're already putting on there. Uh, <laughs> I must, reminds me, uh, Millie wrote something here that I've, I've got to, I've got to read out. Uh, where, where is it? Um, you guys are so mean to Matty Elliott. <laughs> hey, no, it's nothing but goes, love. I know nothing you're only teasing him, but he's such a great guy, really friendly, and always loves a chat. Yeah, we know. Um, oh, absolutely. We we caught up with him at Magic Round. Yeah. He, he was he was a great fellow. He came yeah. over and um, we got it. We got a selfie with him. And yeah, having a bit of banter with him, sitting behind the Warriors bench there, just like the, the old days, Matty. <laughs> the, the thing that am, uh, amused us is that uh, Matty Elliott's only four years older than me, and he looked old enough to be my grandfather. So. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, oh, he's he's always been a sort of quirky um, kind of personality. When he was, I, I actually don't mind listening to him on the radio. He goes off on these funny tangents, and he's got a good footy brain. His PowerPoint um, presentations, yeah, his he's, PowerPoint he's good with those. Yeah, he was famous for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of origin, mate. Yeah, yeah. The um, that's the other thing. So, so no Pacific tests uh, this season. So we have a guy like Jerome Luai. Who, who gets selected for, for Origin and comes out and says that um, he won't make himself available for Australia. His allegiance will still be with Samoa. Now, me, as, a, like, as a, 
a New South Wales fan, but I'm also a, a, a staunch Kiwis fan. Um, I have always believed that origin is something that should be reserved for players that are going to make themselves available to represent the kangaroos. Uh, I've never been a fan of, you know, when Adrian Lamb was chosen to play for, for Queensland, but then could represent Papua New Guinea. Uh, now we're seeing it with Jerome Luai playing for um, uh, New South Wales and, and going to represent uh, Samoa. Um, I've never been a fan of that. I've, I've always been uh, staunch on the fact that origin is for Australian representatives only. Otherwise, it, it loses its 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 luster. It loses its value. Exactly. It goes it goes against the whole fabric and tradition of state of origin. It's mate versus mate, state versus state. It's it to, for for Jerome Luai to come out and openly say. I'm going to play for the Blues, but I'm not going to play for Australia. I'm going to keep playing for Samoa. It makes it makes a mockery of it for mine. Yeah, it does. Um, it does. It, it goes against the whole... The state of origin thing It's always been, you make yourself available for Queensland and New South Wales, and you're therefore making yourself available for Australia. Correct. It's not an all-star game where no. just because you grew up watching Origin and you liked it, you know, you, it doesn't automatically mean that you get to play there. State of origin, where you played your first uh, representative, it was it first senior football? First senior football. Yep. Um, and yeah, now you I have mean, to... You know, a guy like Jason Tomalolo, like that's the big one at the moment. He wants to play state of origin. And, and people lose the um, side of the fact that he's represented the Kiwis in the past. And so he's therefore not uh, allowed to play origin. However, if he had never represented the Kiwis and just played for Tonga, he could play origin. Yeah. Um, for Noah Blake's the same. He's played for the Kiwis and Taukiaho the same thing. Played for the Kiwis, now plays for Tonga. Um, can't play Origin. But if these guys had never put, pulled on a Kiwis jersey, they would have been eligible for Origin, which I think is just absolutely ridiculous. It's it, it's it's crazy. It's it's yep. Australia. It was always considered like the trial for the Australian team. The Austra- it was like the pinnacle to to play for your country. And if you represented Queensland and New South Wales, but but along the way, you know, state of origin has overtaken international football in terms of its prestige. And and I think like a lot of these guys, I I understand there's big dollars there and you want to play on the biggest stage. And at the moment, the biggest stage in rugby league is state of origin, the highest quality football. I get that. Who wouldn't want to play it? But let's not forget just because you want to doesn't automatically make you eligible to play state of origin mate is it is it that or is it the fact that they earn 30 grand a game well that 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 is a big factor that's why our semi rad rudder wanted to play so badly and he was open about that he said i want the money to send back to my family yep but like to me it just makes a mockery of state of origin yeah i agree as 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 someone with no vested interest in the kiwis or any of these other pacific island nations over another i'm fairly neutral when it comes to international yep. footy but i think the purity of state of origin has to be maintained for I it, to, for it I to continue and to, and to move forward 100 percent. yeah 100 um i think millie's trying to crack onto me mate she says hammer you're a man who could easily pass for mid 30s i'm not surprised <laughs> that you think maddie looks a lot older than you yeah <laughs> thanks millie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is amazing, though. He's dead set four years older than you. Right. He looks about 40 years older than you. Yeah, one of us has had a good life and one of us has had a rough life. And um, one and one of you has coached the Warriors. 
Uh, yeah, but I support the Warriors. Yeah. I? Yeah. Oh, what's worse? Yeah, that's what I mean. I've supported them for 30 years. He only coached them for a year. And look what it did to him. I, I was going to say, hey, Steve Kearney was looking a little bit rough around the edges when you caught up with him on uh, on, on Sunday. I think he's... I'll tell you what, mate. I think he's looking younger than he was uh, this time. Well, he's up. regained as he's, he's, regained. he's regenerated after he... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> being in that winning culture of the storm, I think, has a, uh, a wonderful effect on you. Yeah, Some he... of his grey hairs have disappeared and a few of the yeah. wrinkles are gone. Yeah. Oh, there you, you go. Smile. It's the Bellamy he was, touch. He was laughing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay, from state of origin onto club rookies of 2021. So this Haven't season, been outstanding. absolutely. Haven't we seen an amazing number of rookies come into the scene and just take the game by storm? Obviously, Reese Walsh and Sam Walker, two of the absolute standouts. Yeah. But we've seen a high number of other rookies this year come in. The Warriors have debuted three so far, and Walsh, Berry, and Cozy. Uh, Melbourne have had five, Penrith three, Parramatta three, Souths one, Roosters six, Manly three, Cowboys have had one, Dragons three, Sharks one, Raiders one, Warriors three, Titans two, Tigers three, Knights six, Broncos six, and Bulldogs three. So there's yeah. a high, I, I can't remember a season where we've seen so many players uh, debuting. No, and not only so many players debuting, but so many players that are, de- that are debuting and playing really, really good football. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you can, you can, you, you spoke about Reese Walsh, you spoke about Sam Walker. Um, these, but, are the, know, they, but these are the guys that come in and just had immediate impact, immediate success. Yep. Like, no, like, none of us in our wildest dreams would have expected that Reese Walsh would have been able to do what he's done in like what five games of first grade. Yeah. It's just like exceeded our uh, expectations like yep. a hundredfold. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's um, we've, it, it, it goes to show that the, the grassroots level of footy and the pathway programs that, um, you know, some of these kids come through uh, are, are doing wonderful things to continue growing the game and, um yeah, for us it is the Peter, power of Peter O'Sullivan, and mm. and I'm I'm so excited. Like you know, we've got obviously Walsh who who hasn't been a Warriors junior. We we've bought, bought him from you know the Broncos. The Broncos have, have debuted six players, and how Sam Walker and, and Reese Walsh were let go is beyond me. Can't... Two two future Origin players and internationals. Yeah, that they'll both play for Queensland, and they'll Absolutely they could they even will. be in the halves together for Queensland. Yep. Who knows? And um, they'll they'll play for Australia. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I'm really excited for what Gus Gould can do when he can get mm. his hands on our Pathways programs back in New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Um, and develop Penrith style the scenario. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be sensational. Um, the last topic I want to talk about is the HIA uh, in yes. the game at the moment, and, and more specifically the retirement. So, you know, we've seen two stalwarts of the game retire in the past few weeks, both Roosters players, mm. due to ongoing problems as a result of concussion, where we had Jake Friend retire, I think it was about three weeks ago. And then on the weekend, yes. Boyd Cordner announced his retirement. Um, I called it at the beginning of the year saying that Cordner uh, should retire. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're having uh, head knocks and they're keeping you out for 12 weeks of a season, then, you know, you've really got to start looking at, um, you know, your quality of life post-football. And sometimes... You've got to weigh up the cost. Yeah. Sometimes some of these guys have to be saved from themselves and that, that decision yeah. has to be made for them. And all credit to the Roosters, um, you know, for 
for giving Boyd the time to to work through this and and come to the what is the right decision for Boyd Cordner. Um, but then, you know, as I said, we saw Wade Graham on the weekend suffer his third concussion for the season. And all three of them are, are not from um, high shots. These, had, these HIAs aren't from, uh, you know, malicious tackles or high shots. It's from guys putting their heads in the wrong position mm. when making tackles. And that's what's happened to Wade Graham three times this year. Now, they, the tried to, yeah. they tried to pass that off as a, as a knee injury, but you mm. could see he was gone. He was out on his feet and he was gone. And now... Here's a guy, he, he, I, th- I think he spent four weeks on the sideline earlier in the season for HIA. Uh, mm. And I I am willing to bet money that he will be the next player that will have to medically retire due to HIAs. Yeah, it, it definitely seems that way. Yeah. Mate, Paul Kent spoke about it on uh, NRL 360 a couple of months back. And he said, you know, um, the knocks that they thought, like after that first initial knock, it's the, the every subsequent knock, is just like nothing knocks and it's and it's knocking them out. And you saw that with Jake Friend. His knock in, in Origin last year was a nothing knock. Um, yeah. And see the one with Greg, Wade Graham on the weekend. And the other the other player that's not far behind him is Ryan Madison, uh, yeah, who's the major some... damage is done, and then yeah. it's like any sort of little aftershock just sets it off again. What's that? Boxers have to sit out three. Yeah, months. yeah. Carlos is saying boxers have to sit out three months. Yeah. Uh, you know, when they get knocked out and they're in a, you know, that, that combat sport. Yes. Um, you know, and, and our, our sport has, has gone from being a body contact sport. It's now a collision sport. And uh, yeah. Uh, remember about Tamari Marty bleeding on the brain, medically retired. Mm. Young age, exactly right. Yep. Um, you know, yeah. We forget about him. That was only what, two That's seasons right. ago. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't long ago at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, in saying that, you know, that a couple of weeks ago, Peter Volandis came under a, a fair bit of criticism for his harsh stance on the mm. on the high tackles. And I know, as I said, a lot of these head knocks aren't just as a result of high tackles, but you can see where he's coming from. Um, you know, to protect the player, protect the game, because uh, the last thing the game needs is, um, you know, big money lawsuits in years to come from players, you know, suffering head knocks or, yeah. you know, CTE, uh, yeah. as they call it, or, you know, um, dying uh, as a result mm. of, um, you know, the, the knocks that they've taken uh, playing the game. So, um, yeah, it's something that we'll, you know, continue serious to monitor. Business, yeah. But, yeah, it is yeah, serious it business, is, yeah. isn't it, mate? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, again, we saw Wade, uh, Wade Egan go through a, a head knock mm. on the weekend. And, He's had a you know, the Warriors now, have done he? the right thing, mm. uh, just resting him from this week. Um, incidentally, it was quite interesting, too. Uh, when we interviewed Chanel the other week, he was saying how him and Wade Egan live together. So we've got one guy with a torn peck and the other guy suffering from HIA. I wonder who's doing the housework in that in that unit this week. Oh, mate, that's all on you, bro. No, 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 it's you. <laughs> I can't peck. Uh. <laughs> uh, round 15, mate. What yeah, mate, let's... Yeah, go through the team. So it's great to have Reese Walsh back at fullback there. Um, yep. That pushes Hectic Montoya back out to the wing with um, RTS. Uh, going back to the number five jersey. Um, Rocco Berry and Ewan Aitken named in the centres. Cody Nicarima and Sean O'Sullivan coming back in for the injured CHT there at halfback. Um, great to see Adam Fanua Blake back in the starting lineup, uh, paired with Ben Murdoch Masilla. That's a very uh, fearsome front row there. It is. Jazz Tavanga coming in to play number nine. Um, and Bailey Sirenen, Tohu Harris in the second row, Josh Curran at lock. Congratulations to Joshy on his re-signing. 
Yep. And um, on the bench, we've got Alicia Katoa, Lisa Armau, Bunty Afoa, and Kane Evans. And the extended bench consists of Ed Cozzi, Jack Murchie, Adam Pompey, and Taniela Otokolo. Thoughts yeah. on that one? Mate, I think uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's not the side that will, uh, mm. that's, that's not the 17 that'll be there on the weekend. Uh, if I was a betting man, and I am, uh, I would say that, uh, in my opinion, I think Eli Katoa will drop off that bench and um, Taniela Otokolo will be named to make his debut this weekend because I can't see Jazz playing a full 80 minutes at hooker. Um, and this is the perfect opportunity to to bring Otokolo in against a, uh, a less fancied yep. opponent, give him a week before the bye round, um, see how he goes. Uh, because our run home after the bye, as you said, we've got we've got the Dragon, we've got the Sharks twice, we've got um, the Rabbits, the Broncos, the Bulldogs, the Titans. Mm. Um, so we've got a, a couple of key matchups uh, of, of games that we can win, and I think Otacolo is going to be going to feature in that back end of the season. Oh, he will, especially with Egan out, and I, I think this reeks of a of a Nathan Brown smoke screen here. Absolutely, um, Brown Brownies, I think is just holding him back, just. Uh, just to create a bit of an illusion and then throw yeah. him in at the last minute. There is a lot of discussion on the, him on the social minute. media posts uh, saying that perhaps um, Otacolo will start and Jazz will go back to the bench, but I, I don't think they'll throw him in the fire. It's a big ask for a rookie that's, Absolutely. as you said before, has played hardly any footy this year. Yep. Um, and the other, probably the only other one is um, Kane Evans maybe dropping off that and maybe bringing Jack Murchie uh, into the into the lineup. Um, he offers a bit more cover. He can, he can cover in the centers. He can play probably front row, second row. He can play, probably play anywhere in the forwards as well. So yeah. a bit more versatile than uh, Kano. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I was probably, uh, probably the one that surprised me was Hectic Montoya keeping his spot with um, the availability of Adam Pompey Adam back Pompey. From, from injury. So, I mean, you know, again, uh, that could be a, another change that um, they make it. You know, it all depends on how uh, Rocco Berry pulls up after that strained hamstring uh, from the captain's run last week. So it could very well be there is insurance. So we'll have a swap and either either Montoya or uh, Pompey will come in and play centre and one or the other will switch out to the wing. They're both yeah. capable of playing I like position. I like the inclusion of Sean O'Sullivan at halfback. I think um, Sully offers us a little bit more in, in terms of direction. I think he's been... Uh, the games that he's played this year, I, th- I thought he's been quite good for us. Yeah, he has been. Um, he's been he has a good voice it. on the field. He, he's not afraid to, you know, tell the guys where he wants them and, and so forth. Um, and his kicking game. I think his kicking game is going to be uh, vital to us this weekend. There's always a, a good breeze up there at um, Marathon. Mm. Uh, what's it called now? Mar- uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I think that's a big in for us. Uh, someone that can direct us around, take a little bit of the pressure off Cody. It, it's what we need. We need some leadership from our halves. We need some direction. And as you said, we did look much better with him in the side earlier in the season, yeah, particularly uh, against the Dragons, that game that we were at. Come, comes at a good... Yeah, he did too, yeah. Mm. Um, comes at a good time for him too uh, because now we've CHT out for the season. He's got the opportunity to, to keep that seven... For the remainder of the season, then, then you know, uh, play for a contract. He's off contract. That's he it. hasn't been re-signed. Yeah. He only signed a one-year deal at the beginning of the year. So, um, 
yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure which of our players on development are halfbacks or five eights coming through our system. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Um, haven't heard too much about that. Uh, TK asked any news on our under twenties and second team. Um, not a whole lot of news, mate. Uh, I know there's a couple of guys playing up in in Redcliffe that are getting yeah, a few, a few of the guys are playing in Redcliffe, but there's a little bit of word coming out there that they're not too happy about the Warriors guys coming in and out of their team yeah. at the moment. So who knows what's really get what the future of that has in store. Oh, Jay Harris, you're killing me, man. Jay Harris, this week is our week for Jazz to get a double and the Warriors to win 13 plus. Bro, Jazz has never scored a double. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I love I love Jazz more than the next guy. You know that Jazz is my man, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'd put money on him to score a double. Um. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put money on it, but stranger things have happened, Jay. So yeah. you never know. He could he could have some good oil there. Siala uh, asks, I know CHT is injured, but how does he improve his game management and kicking game? I want to see him grow. Yeah, um, I don't... I, that's a good – well, he can't while he's injured. Um, game management is probably – is something that you can only get whilst you're playing footy. So Whilst you're playing um, and while you've got someone to guide you through it, you can you can learn yeah. under someone. Um, yeah. uh, we, we, we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, talking about the art of game managing and how the best in the yep. business have always had someone there to mentor them. And they've yep. been in, in strong sides that have, have taught them the – the tricks of the trade there. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, from all reports, CHT was a great game manager when he was coming through the younger grades. So maybe he just needs to... Uh, find his feet at the NRL level. It's a different game. That's, it's that's a it. He's got game. A, You've yeah. got less time. He's Look got to find Melbourne his voice. Last week. The speed, yep. the line speed. You've got yep. a split second to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's got to have that self-confidence and find his voice and be able to, you know, direct his team around the park. Mm. TK says, I thought Jay meant jazz for a double 10 minutes in the sin bin. Well, that's probably something <laughs> I would have done. Oh, got him. Nice one, TK. <laughs> Christian says, yeah, game management. I've talked a lot uh, about it in my videos this year. Something we're lacking. So, yeah, it is. Uh, brothers, any word on Widdop and DWL? I think you mean DWZ. Uh, yeah, we'll get on to some Warriors news very through soon. We'll just go through our round 15 preview for the remainder of the round. Stuart, what do we got tomorrow night, mate? Uh, so Thursday night, we got uh, the hapless Broncos against the <laughs> the Bunnies. Um, Kevin's more. <laughs> the Broncos have named Tessie Nui at fullback. So, uh, um, revolving door of like positions in this Broncos team, they, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> you know what? They've used 33 players this year, the Broncos. So, so unbronco like. Yeah. Um, Herbie Farmworth moves back to the centres. Carmichael Hunt keeps his spot in the halves. Um, South welcome back Campbell Graham in the centres. Uh, Damien Cook, Jair, and Cam Murray, who are all rested after Origin. Um, I can see another flogging of the Broncos, uh, 13 plus for South. And uh, if I was a betting man, I would put money on Alex Johnson to score another hat trick, uh, which will he's, be his third in a row. Um, he's after the third last in a row, weeks. wow! Yeah, he's the last two games, so churning them out, scoring tries for fun. 
Yeah. Look, um, I can I can see a Souths win. I think the. Hang Broncos... on, Millie. Millie Robinson says, Rue, when are you lining up in the halves for the Broncos?" <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they're desperate. They're not that desperate, though. <laughs> Did I mention I've still got a uh, twist, a sprained ankle? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my uh, my playing days are well well behind me, unfortunately. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Friday night, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, Friday night. Uh, we've got the Cowboys versus Sharks. This is an interesting matchup, I think. Uh, up there in Townsville, the Cowboys welcome back Kyle Felt from um, his one-game suspension. Cohen Hess starting, Tom Gilbert back to the bench. Sharks have got uh, Talakai back in there, uh, second row for the injured Wade Graham. It's a bit of an X-factor, old Talakai. Um, and Sione Katoa named on the extended bench. I I think the Sharks are going to continue their good form here. I, I think that they're going to get a they're going to get a tight win up there in Townsville. That's what I'm picking. I'm going to go the Cowboys one to twelve, mate. I, I I have faith in Toddy uh, and the Cowboys playing at home. Yeah, um, sorry. Sharks heading up to that yeah that tropical environment that is North Queensland. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Cowboys may get home in this one. Yeah, it'll be a good game. I'll um, keep to watch that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the game of the round has to be uh, a full strength Panthers versus Ooh, yeah. uh, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Panthers welcoming back all of their Origin stars: To'o, Luai, Cleary, Martin, Kate, Wall, and Yo, all named to start. Uh, interestingly, young Isaac Tago retains his spot uh, in the mm. 17, so um, showing some great faith. Um, the two interesting ones to miss out, Paul Momorowski uh, misses out completely, uh, not even named in the 21, and Tyrone May, uh, after his um, treadmill-like performance uh, last week. <laughs> the speed <laughs> demon Tyrone um, May. <laughs> yeah, the speed demon that Tyrone May is. Uh, he's moved back to the extended bench. Uh, and I, I don't think we'll see him feature again this year. Um, the Roosters welcome back Teddy from his origin spell. Joey Manu goes back to the centres. Our boy Adam Kieran, why did we let him go? Keeps his place at number nine. I, I think this is going to be a tight game, but I can see the Panthers getting back onto that, that winning run again, and, and I think they'll get this game in a, in a close one. Yeah, I can see the Panthers bouncing back here. Yeah, it should be a great game, though. Looking forward to watching that one. I think it'll be a tight one. Saturday, we come up against the Knights of McDonald Jones Stadium. Kalen Ponga named at fullback. Dominic Young on the wing. The uh, looks like a looks like the other Dane Laurie, doesn't he? Dominic Young a little bit. Yes, yes, he does. Yeah, Dane, Dane Laurie, yeah. Mark One. Yeah. Um, Kurt Mann in the centres for injured Bradman Best, the man who destroyed us the first time we played them. Uh, Mitch Pierce named in the halves. Uh, both Saifidi's named to start. Clemmer onto the bench. A lot of guys back for the Knights there, which is a bit of a worry. But uh, we welcome back Reese Walsh, as we said. Rocco Berry, RTS on the wing, AFB and BMM. It's named to start. It's a sexy front row there. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan for CHT. Yeah. Jazz at hooker for Wade Egan. Um, I, I think we can get this in a close game. I'm picking us to win by four. Yeah, I think Warriors 1-12. to The big out for Newcastle is obviously Bradman Best, uh, who was the, the difference the last time we played. Um, and they were a full-strength Newcastle Knights outfit the last time we played them. Mm. So, um, I, I think, yeah, do we really see any real threats from the Newcastle side? Um, depends on how Mitch Pearce comes back uh, yeah, from Mitch his Pierce extended layoff and also Caelan Ponga at the back. 
Um, they're probably the only two. <laughs> Millie Robinson said, the Broncos have proven that age doesn't matter. I get a starting spot. You get a starting spot. We all get a starting spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor uh, Kevy, eh? Poor Kevy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you, mate. I think I think we'll get the win. Uh, it's a much-needed win. Um which brings us to the next game on Saturday, which is the Dragons up against the Raiders. Uh, interestingly, both teams have named unchanged lineups to the teams that ran out last weekend. The Dragons I can understand named what, with the Dragons. Raiders uh, coming off that match. So, yeah, Dragons named an unchanged lineup to the team that was smacked by the Bulldogs. So, was Hook watching the game last um, week? I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what Hooks. Uh, doing um, <laughs> at risk of upsetting Millie. I don't know if old man Elliot's picked the time this week. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Raiders in a romp uh, at at least thirteen plus. Oh yeah, it's going to be a big win for the Raiders for sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Storm and the Tigers. What do we reckon, Carl? <laughs> Storm have have uh, George Jennings, where we're two four eight back on the wing. Big Nelson, a sofa Solomona, the biggest human yep. I've ever seen, back from suspension, named to start. Christian Welsh comes back. Both the Bromwich boys are missing, and the Tigers have named <laughs> yeah. none other than Ken Mamalo on the wing with James Roberts moving into the centres. Why did we let him go? Why did we let him go already? Why did we let him go? <laughs> Um, Adam yeah. Dewey, Adam Dewey not named, and Moses Mbai no. back from injury. Uh, look, Storm 13 plus, Ken Mamalo hat trick. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Storm 13 plus, Ken Mamalo hat trick. Uh, I'm not thinking about it, mate. I'm, I'm quite convinced. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Oh, Millie fears that we've given the Raiders a kiss of death. I was looking forward to a win this week. No, <laughs> so- trust us. <laughs> you find the dragon. Yeah, um, yeah that's um, it's an impressive Melbourne lineup, even without the Bromwich brothers. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, thirteen plus for them. Uh, Sunday, we've got the Eels coming up against the uh, the high flying uh, Bulldogs, who have won one game in a row now. One in a row. Um, yeah. Parramatta have named a young kid by the name of Sean Russell on the wing to replace Micah Sevo. Uh, interestingly enough, Blake Ferguson still can't find his way back into that that first grade squad. Um, Eck Warrior Nathaniel Roach named on the bench, so uh, great to see Nate Roach mm. uh, finally get a run at, at Parramatta. Um, you know, he's a, he's a kid that uh, had a lot of promise, but you know. Uh, unfortunately for us, he only managed to play 16 games over four seasons at the Warriors due to injury. Mm. Um, so he spent an extended time on the sidelines again. And uh, obviously he's worked hard. Um, so congratulations to, to Nate Roach uh, being named on that bench, yeah, well uh, which puts, puts Bryce Cartwright uh, back on, an, on the extended bench. Uh, Bulldogs have named Nick Meaney at fullback. Tui Katoa named on the wing. Uh, DWZ and Kyle Flanagan. Named on an extended bench. Uh, no other changes to the team that beat the Dragons. Uh, I think the, the Eels will be way too strong and, and I think they'll get this one 13 plus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a massive win for the Eels for me as well. Yep. Yeah, it'll have to be. Uh, the last game of the weekend, Titans versus Sea Eagles. 
Uh, great to see Jaden Campbell retaining his spot at fullback there. Greg Mazu yep. also retains his spot on the wing. Uh, Fafita and Tino back into the starting 13. The big ins there for the Titans. Brimson, Rain, and the Don, uh, all named for extended bench on the extended bench. Uh, Don yep. with his extended shorts. <laughs> the shorts. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Seagulls welcome back uh, Tommy Turbo at fullback. Uh, I like it. Sorry, mate. Ola, don't, do, Ola. don't do an Aaron Mullen on us. No, sorry. <laughs> Apologies there. Oh, geez. I butchered that. Uh, Mad Dog Lawton, why did we let him go? Keep their spot in the back row. Yeah. Um, I, I think with uh, Tommy T back in that team, it's going to be a big win to Manly. Yeah, I, I agree, mate. I think Manly 13 plus. The, the Titans really, I mean, I know they, they put on a performance against the Roosters. On the in that second half on the weekend, but they they really haven't shown a lot. Um, mm. You know, Tino and Fafita really haven't impressed me this year. Like I know no. Fafita's had a couple of games where he's he's gone like you know twenty minutes where he's terrorised teams, but he's still yet to put in a good eighty minute performance for There's the There's a Titans. bit of a, a flat track bully element to it as well. I think with uh, yeah. like they 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 had that big win over the Knights where he scored three tries, and you had that period against the Rabbitohs where he scored three. But outside of that, yep. he hasn't he hasn't been able. They haven't found consistency in the. Yeah, no, they're, and they're manly, manly since that one point win against us have really yeah. just week after week after week they just get getting better and better and better and and the game on the weekend without Tom Turbo really announced them as a as a top four hopeful and a and a threat to the premiership this year mm. and manly worry me they're the, like they're the only team since their inception into the comp that have that have won a premiership every decade that they've been in the um in the nrl or arl or new south wales rugby league whatever you want it's to a call strong it. record so yeah it is a, a yeah it's a magnificent record um nick mccurcher says this show is absolutely off the hook tonight i'm absolutely loving all of the humor and laughs fellas <laughs> <laughs> oh no glad you glad you like it nick um that's yeah. what we'd like to do bring a bit of humor to it a few a few have to, otherwise yeah, otherwise we'd be crying. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Got to have a sense of humor. A uh, bit of Warriors news, mate. Um, that we've got. Yeah. So yeah, so that's our that's our um, our roundup of the the games this weekend. Uh, heading to some Warriors news. Uh, it was announced uh, last week. Uh, the Warriors heading home uh, for that round twenty two home game against the Bulldogs. Massive news for the long suffering fans. Stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna. Double as um, Rogers' last game in New Zealand, mm. uh, which is an opportunity for the fans to farewell him in style and him to, you know, thank the fans for his, uh, what is it, six years at the club? Yes, um, yeah, since 20, yeah. 2016. Yeah. Um, I know the ticket sales have been going off the chain. Oh, I know yeah, guys like DK and um, uh, Emma Harper and, and people like that will be uh, yeah, the, the uh, Brad Inga. All getting their tickets, they'll be there. Yep. yep, the core group of Warriors, um, faithful, uh, Charlie Russ. So, yep, we we did, um, toy with the fact that we might come back, it'll be a great one. I even spoke to Cam George and um, Glenn Critchley, um, Daisy Barclay, and uh, a couple of others, uh, Glenn Harris, um, and all of them were saying, Oh, you know, you guys should come back, it'll be great. But for me, um, we've been spoilt. These past, you know, two seasons, I've got to watch the boys play live quite a few times. And, you know, if I've got two tickets to the game, that's two tickets 
that uh, mm. you know a New Zealand-based fan is going to miss out on on seeing the boys play. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunity next season for uh, absolutely one hundred percent. You, you New Zealand people, yep. you will be seeing us uh, at some point next year. We'll be over there for sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that that's a good one, mate. That's a, a great bit of news for the club. Yeah, it's it's a um, great boost. We got some signing news. Uh, signing news, mate. Sorry, yeah, obviously, my phone obviously, going off. <laughs> obviously, Kenny Mamalo released immediately from his contract to take up the the longer term deal with the Tigers, as we as we mentioned. The, the one thing that was a little bit unusual about it was the talk of him being homesick, but also but now signing a, a longer term deal with an Australian team. Yeah. Curious, but at the same time, he does need to look after his family, as we've said, and get the security there. So, um, no hard feelings there whatsoever by either party, as as we have mentioned. Um, great to see Bunty Afoa re-signed for further two seasons, uh, keeping at the club till the end of 2023. That's great for Bunty because for yep. a while there, it looked like he was on the outer, and the club had basically told him he could look elsewhere, and he stuck well, yeah. and said he was going to play through this season. And it's great to see his uh, his form being rewarded there. Absolutely. Um, also, great news to hear. Um, to hear, uh, Josh Curran has re-signed for a further mm. two seasons as well. Um, again, he was one of those guys that uh, when we signed him, I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure on Josh. I hadn't really seen a lot of him, and, mm. and up until this year, still hadn't seen a lot of him. But uh, he's made every post a winner this season. He's, um, you yeah, know, in the games that he's played, he's been. Yeah. Yeah, close to best on field. He's, he's a real workhorse. He, he gets through a mile of defence, um, has a great um, running game, and a good passing game on him. He's, he is a, a point of difference for us on the field. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really, really happy that he's re-signed uh, for another two seasons. Um, and then we've signed a young fella from the Storm, mate. Um, Aaron Penne. Aaron yes, Penne? indeed. We got a first-hand look at him on the weekend. He is a big unit. You saw him there in the flesh and... <laughs> You are suitably yeah, mate, impressed. He's, yeah, he's not. He's not a small man. Um, Perfect. But mate, I, I'll tell you, just standing amongst those guys when they like when they come out of the dressing sheds after the game, I I feel like a midget. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a midget. I've got to keep calling Reese Walsh over to stand next to me, yeah. Cody. <laughs> Just so I've got someone that I'm sure talking to. Sullivan or yeah, some of those guys oh, to come mate, around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was standing there next to the the Bigfoot brothers, um, Jesse and Kenny Bromwich, and um, yeah, even even they made me feel like a, a midget. You know, Kenny Kenny's not the tallest man in the world, but mate, he's taller than I am. Um, and Aaron yeah. Penne, yeah, he's he's a big solid unit. He's he's a mature twenty five year old, only just coming into his own now. Yeah, late bloomer. Um, yeah, didn't Played get a lot of opportunity Cup. on the weekend, yeah. but. Um, but yeah, I'm sure as the season goes on, we'll see a little bit more of him uh, at, at the storm. Um, in answer to your question, Nick McKercher, Juan is very, very pleased with the signing of Ken Mamalo. Um, gives them, you know, I mean, if Ken can do for the Tigers what he did with us, to, you know, starting off their sets, um, uh, you know, he gets he gets those big meters every game. Uh, mm. Plus, with a guy like. Dewey, who has a great kicking game, it gives. I'm sure Ken will will benefit uh, immensely from 
you know, the kicks that uh, the Tigers will put in, they have a much better attacking kicking game than we do. Mm, yeah, and, and that's do. something that, <clears throat> that, can, that can really um, uh, didn't benefit from in the last season and a half at the Warriors. Uh, and also Adam Dewey as a centre, uh, being of, of a 5'8", will, will be a kind of centre like Hiku, who will be good for setting up his outside men. So, mm. yeah, I think I think um, Ken's a good signing for them. And, yeah, he's, he's very, very happy. Thank you um, very much, Warriors. Yeah, he's thanking us in the background. <laughs> yeah, wait till he actually plays for you first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the club also announced last week that they have reluctantly withdrawn from the... Uh, from the 2021 NRLW season, um, mm. which has been come as a big disappointment to all the girls that were part of that squad last season. I've spoken to quite a few of them over the last couple of weeks. Um, the Knights, Eels and Titans have been added to an expanded six-team comp. And then apparently it will be an eight-team comp next year with the Warriors coming back in and, and one other side, which mm. uh, I don't know where it'll be. I, I'm hoping that it'll be somewhere like um, North Queensland or, or yeah, something like great. that to um, give the girls a bit of an opportunity. Um, but yeah, I've spoken to a number of um, our Wahini Tower from last season uh, and it looks like uh, the Titans is going to end up being their destination. Um, so in the NRLW uh, competition this year, uh, I will officially be a Titans supporter. Um, I know a lot of those girls have played in that Gold, uh, that yeah, Brisbane right. BHP yeah. Premiership this year, so so going to the Titans is a is a real no brainer. Um, it's a no brainer. All the girls, girls are playing for Burley and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I, sp- I spoke to Karina Brown uh, on Sunday uh, before she was going into Origin camp uh, on Monday and uh, or sorry on Tuesday, and um, yeah, she said that she's she's at the Titans and that's where a lot of the girls are, are heading to. So. Um, for us, it'll be uh, bittersweet. You know, they, they really worked hard last year to form this this nucleus of a side. But, um, you know, they'll be able to continue on that journey, uh, albeit in different colours for this season. Um, mm. They can they can keep that, that journey going uh, with a, a majority of those girls uh, in the Titans squad this year. So congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Knights and the Eels and the Titans for uh, getting added to this competition. It can only be a great thing for the women's game. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a longer comp too. I think it's going to start in round 23. So they'll mm-hmm. play three rounds as curtain raises to the NRL games, which will give some of these girls the opportunity to play in front of, um, you know, home and away crowds uh, yep. rather than uh, empty stadiums prior uh, four hours before a semifinal um, as they did last year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, congratulations to him. Um, yeah, well done. It's great that it's any other signing well. news, mate. What else have yeah. we got there? Yeah, look, the club, as we've yeah, uh, yeah. alluded to, the club are in talks with uh, Dallin Watini Zelezniak, so they're looking to sign him, but um, uh, until the end of 2023 is, is being what's reported. So, I guess it's kind of in the negotiation process and it's pending a release from the Bulldogs and how much the Bulldogs are willing to pay, um, of his uh, huge 800k salary that he's on. Yep. So I think the, the idea is that the Bulldogs will hopefully pick up about 400 K of that off his contract. So he signed for the rest of this year and then the next two years with us as well. Um, 
the club have openly admitted that they're looking to sign another yep. half as well. Uh, they've reached out to Widdop, but um, it's it's believed that his preference is to return back to Australia for personal reasons. So it's probably looking more likely that he'll end up in Canberra there. Um, they're, they're obviously after yep. a half with, so do a swap with um, George Williams. And also the club have categorically ruled out um, Matt Dufty and Corey Norman as well. That was mentioned in an article this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, the Widdop one, the Widdop story is interesting because as it, the club did have openly come out and said that they're looking to strengthen their halves. Um, I wonder how that makes Sean Johnson feel, uh, knowing that, you know, we are looking for a half. He's a half on the open market. And, you know, uh, if you go by media reports, he's been offered to us twice and we've knocked him back. Um, but who knows if so, that was even um, true, though, really? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but in saying that, um, I, I can't see Sean Johnson being an option for the Warriors. Uh, you know, he's 30 years old. Uh, if, if our recruitment is anything to go by, we're looking at younger players coming through. Um, so, yeah, they wouldn't be looking at, at him uh, to come home and, and, you know, sign his final contract and finish his career at home. We've done that in the past and it's never worked out for us. No, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, great to hear that we've categorically ruled out Dufty and Corey Norman. Uh, still no word on whether we've categorically ruled out Sonny Bill Williams and, and Steve Matter. <laughs> Hey, uh, let, let's see if we can we can lure, lure Steve Maddai out of the oblivion to do one final last ditch tour of the facilities, yeah. <laughs> only to turn us down again. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's a there's, there's a lot of uh, news coming through now. I mean, uh, the only four guys that are, are currently off contract now from our, our current squad of thirty is uh, Lisa Armel, uh, Tom Arley. Uh, Jackson Frey and Sean O'Sullivan. Um, and going by how we've been, you know, signing up players for next season, I think with the signing of Aaron Penne, that that probably spells the end mm. of Lisa Armel at the Warriors. Um, Jackson Frey never actually played first grade for us. So I don't know if he's someone that they'll continue to invest time and money into. Uh, JTB, JTB is still under contract, bro. Uh, he's mm. got two years left. Um, Tom Ale is another young front rower that you know may maybe get re-signed. Uh, and the only other one is like Sean O'Sullivan, and you know it all depends on you know we are looking for a half, so he's he's obviously got the the, the perfect time opportunity, uh, yeah. yeah, the perfect opportunity to prove himself now. Yeah. Uh, to maybe be that guy that, that we sign. Um, yeah, so uh, it's great that the all the whispers around a, a Matt Lodge uh, linked to the Warriors have, have dissipated and gone away. Because, um, yeah. again, he's, he's, another, he's another older front rower that, you know, we're looking at youth and, and so forth, a different style of front rower to come through uh, the club. So. Yeah, the, the, the Matt Dufty thing as well. Like, I know the club's got a bit of a preoccupation with speed at the moment, so they're looking to get speed on the edges. And, I mean, uh, and obviously Dufty has that in spades, but, you know, there's two aspects to a game. There's attack and defence, and unfortunately, yep. defensively, he's been found wanting um, a fair bit, and especially in that game against the Bulldogs as well. So, um, Well, that's the thing. Matt, Matt Dufty shows his best footy when the club's on the front foot. 
yeah. but when 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 they're when they're on the back foot, he he offers nothing um, mm. to the to the team. Uh, and the fact that we've got Reese Walsh and we've invested Reece, uh, four years into Reese Walsh, and and you know they're hell bent on playing him at fullback, and you know the proof to that is that they've moved Roger to a wing to accommodate that to give Reese Walsh this season to you know find his feet in that position. Uh, indicates that Matt Dufty would be a waste of money. <clears throat> He's a surplus to requirements. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, will Brisbane end up signing Dufty? Who knows, mate? Um, he, he could go anywhere. I mean, he's, he's, he's got the potential. But again, as we said, he needs to work on his defensive play. I mean, even in the yeah. game against the Broncos, they said it on 360 the night. Paul Kent was saying, even though he scored all those points, and he had something like seven try involvements. He still was directly basically involved in the Broncos tries being scored. Correct. So, you know, you, you've got to, yeah, he's got to tighten, tighten up the defense the, there. The Broncos have, the Broncos have big reps on, on, um, on Tessie Nui to be their fullback. They just chose to, to start him in the centers this year to, to give him some extra game in, in his legs, yeah. um, playing, playing first grade footy. And, and he's been named at fullback this week. So we'll see what Tessie Nui does at fullback. Mm. Uh, uh, Christian said thoughts on Gareth Widdett. Well, we, we just discussed that, bro. He's um, yeah, again, he's he's an older style um, half. Uh, he's, it would be a stopgap solution. That he, be he wanted to go back to England because he was homesick, and now yeah. he's over in England. He wants to come back to Australia because he's homesick. Yeah, uh, and his manager is definitely looking for um, a, a, an Australian-based team because his kids are are obviously born. They live here. So he wants to be closer to his kids, which is understandable. The, the one for me that we hear nothing about, like, as I said, we, we keep hearing these whispers about Joey Manu, the club looking to sign Joey Manu. And I was told on the weekend that Joey Manu has just accepted a ambassador role with a, a company in Waikato in New Zealand. So whether yeah. that means uh, he just goes there in the off-season and does yep. stuff or that. <coughs> but the other one is uh, Chance Nickel Clockstar, who... <clears throat> the Raiders have openly said they're in the market for a fullback. Um, they have made the suggestion that they would move Klukster to a centre or, or a wing spot, but um, if he wanted to leave, would move him on. So, uh, you know, I don't know if... And Klukster's kids have now moved back to New Zealand. So, you know, whether he wants to come back to New Zealand and be closer to his kids, I don't know. Uh, haven't heard anything in regards to that. Pure, pure uh, speculation. My, yeah, but it is an option. My head speculating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying sign him, sign him now. I'm just saying there's, you know, there's talk of his family being back in New Zealand and the, the Raiders wanting, you know, to be more than accommodating to move him on. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's probably going to be a little bit of movement over the next couple of weeks too, because uh, that June 30 deadline is now the August 1st deadline, isn't it? Or yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, it's been pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah few things. Yeah, I've heard Reynolds say he wants Dufty as his fullback for next year. Um, yeah, we'll have to have to wait and see where Dufty ends up. So, mm. um, Games, mate. This weekend, round 15, uh, Knights versus uh, the Warriors versus the Knights at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, there are tickets on sale for that through premier.ticketech.co.com.au uh, in the Warriors Supporters Bay. Yes. Um, off memory, uh, from memory, I can't remember what that bay is. I rate Chance. How about you guys? Billy, I was devastated when Chance left. I, I thought we really could have 
moved him into a center spot uh, the season that he left and signed with the Raiders. But um, yeah, I, I'd openly uh, accept chance back um, to the Warriors. Oh yes, of course. Yeah, yeah without without a doubt, he's a quality player, and he, he's proven that when he went to the Raiders, and he's, yep. he's been one of the best performed players there. So yeah, I think we'd all we'd all take him back in a heartbeat for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got that game at uh, McDonald Jones Stadium. Then the following week, we've got the the rep round where the Women's Origins on up at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Uh, congratulations to Karina Brown, uh, Tasman Gray, Brianna Clark, and Shania Power, who have all been selected in the Queensland Maroon squad uh, for that uh, Origin. Um, so good luck to them in the Origin up there on Friday week. So, uh, sorry, we... just with the, I've just found the Knights on the Warrior Nation page. So the, the Supporter Bay 60 is Supporter where all the Warriors, where all the Warriors are. I'm oh, sorry, just look that up there. Does it have ticket prices there, mate? Uh, let's have a look. It's just bear with me. Um, what do we got? Adult away area. Junior. Oh, it doesn't have the prices. Okay. Um, so that's Supporter Bay 60, which is, is it, is that in that corner? Uh, area, um, yeah, I'm just t- near the main stand. I think that's where they always put us in that, that little corner last year. Yes, was, it is. Yeah, yeah, so the general admission Southern Hill, it's sort yep. of in the corner there. Yeah, yep, okay, yeah. Um, and then round 16, we've got uh, the Dragons on a Friday night at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, you can get tickets at Ticket Tech now. Um, <clears throat> you can get buy your tickets for Bay 7 through Warrior Nation. Uh, they Richie has booked out the uh, Bay 7 so you can get tickets for the game only or you can get tickets for the game and the bus um, it's a great experience uh, same with the round 18 game against the Panthers at Central Coast Stadium and the, we've also got the Sharks in between that uh, round 17 at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium yep. where we, we play the Sharks so um, you know a couple of games there that we we should win. I don't know. Is that the Panthers game around Origin? Like, will they have? It's it's just after. So they should have uh, players rested, will it? Or um, uh, do that for us? I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can double check exactly um, what time. I'm just looking at the draw now. So the Panthers game is being played on 18th of July. So I'm not sure when Origin three is. But um, I think uh, the Origin players are away at uh, the game against Sharks that we have. So I think we... Oh, okay. Yeah, so so it'll be the week backing up from Origin. So you never know. They might rest all their blokes and we'll uh, touch them up and we'll take that for sure. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah. If you are getting tickets on Ticketek for any of the bays, um, you type in the code V for Vodafone, W for Warrior, member 2021. Uh, and that unlocks the the members' price for tickets in the Bays at the Warriors game. So, um, yeah. Uh, aside from that, upcoming chats, mate. What are, who we got coming up? We've got Warriors enforcer, hard man, and club favourite Kevin Campion coming on on Wednesday, thirtieth June. He'll be talking all things Origin as well because yeah. that's after the standalone Origin weekend. So, really looking forward to that. Our first ever state of origin representative yep and uh, much loved for his um his involvement in the the grand final in 2002 
And then Tuesday, 6th of July, I think everyone's looking forward to this. Um, Stephen Price, absolute yeah, NRL legend, Queensland, uh, Kangaroos, Warriors legend, captain of the club, Warrior number 123. So that will be definitely one that you won't want to miss. Yeah, looking forward to that one, mate. Um, yeah. Two champions of um, absolutely of, of Warriors Rugby League and two champion Queenslanders. Two great Queenslanders. Is just going to yeah. say that, yeah. Um, you know, uh, both NRL premiership winners. Pricey won two at the Dogs, and Campo won one at the Broncos, wasn't it? He, uh, two at the Broncos. At the Broncos. Uh, 90, 98 and two thousand. Yes, yeah. and also lost lost the, for the Dragons in ninety six, and obviously lost with us in two thousand two. So he played in four, one, two, lost two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just a couple of comments coming through. Yeah, the, that'll be an awesome show. It will be TK. Uh, Millie said she watched the interview with uh, Joe Vungan up today. Uh, what a gentleman! Yeah, absolute gentleman. He was. That He's was a, a great. Champion. You Loved know, I team. mean, for as we said at the beginning of the show, for us to chat to a '95 original. Um, yeah, it was. It was awesome. Um, that, that lived could only and be, breathed through it. Yeah. yeah, that could only be topped, you know, by getting someone like Dean Bell, who was our uh, inaugural Warriors yeah. captain, or Tia Ropati, who was the player of the season that year. Wasn't yeah, he? he was. Yeah, 95 player of the year. So hopefully yeah. we can get uh, Tia on the show at some point. Uh, yeah. it'd be great to chat to him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I must say a, a massive shout out to uh, Leighton Swan uh, and Mark Mahimandeka, who were over here. Uh, on the weekend yeah, awesome. uh, to watch yeah. the Warriors play. I got to meet um, uh, Mahiman uh, and Lates uh, on Sunday. It was yeah, great. I can't wait to meet those guys in person. Mate, yeah, great great to chat with them. Um, yeah. Mahiman, such a you know passionate Warriors supporter. Uh, great very, character. Very, yeah, oh, mate, yeah. very funny man. Great sense of humour. Yep. Uh, late stirs him up no end as well. <laughs> uh, their, their relationship is just something beautiful to, to witness. Uh, so yeah, it was it was great to to finally meet Mahi Man. We we are planning to get him on the show uh, later in the year um, to have a bit of a chat uh, great, with yeah. with Leighton. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, it was great to meet him, and and then obviously uh, Lisa Dalton and Daisy. Um, Richard, all the uh, Ricky Gina, all the guys from New Zealand were were over here for the weekend as well. Um, so it was great to to see all those guys as well. Finally, put um, you know uh, faces Face to, the, to the names. Yeah, to you the hear names about all these and, guys. And the yeah, they're great we, to meet them. To, yeah, interact yeah. with on a weekly basis through emails and, yeah. and chat. Yeah, that no, was um, really great. Yeah, so yeah, probably the the big one now for me that I haven't met that I really want to meet is TK himself. Um, yes, of course. We've, we've TK got and Charlie a... Russ. They're, they're, yeah. They're on, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're on my list of of men that I, I want to Absolute sit Absolute legends. You you warriors. won't meet you won't meet two better blokes than those guys. Honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Love those guys. So maybe when we head over next year, sometime. Yep. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll Inci- have to... Incidentally, too, I noticed that um, that the man himself, uh, the Mad Butcher, has had his COVID shots. Uh, and I've, I've got a funny feeling he's coming out for that might be the round 25 game against the Titans at um, at the Gold Coast. So, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, yeah, I can see yeah. that happening for sure. Rogers, Rogers last yeah. club game. Official game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, before he, he goes into the semi-finals. Uh, yeah, of course, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. club home and away uh, game. You know what I meant. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mate. Uh, another another big night. Another. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another good night. The week of um of shows. Uh, don't forget if you if you do have to to miss our live show, you can always catch up. Um, also on Instagram, uh, we are. Uh, we have a lot of uh, stuff linked through Instagram and YouTube. Uh, we're starting to get a lot of our stuff up on YouTube now. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and then you know, if you're if you're one of those people that you know like to hear our our wonderful voices, uh, can't handle tones. looking at our yeah, can't <laughs> handle looking at our handsome faces, but want to hear our dulcet tones. You can <laughs> listen to us via the uh, various podcast platforms: get Spotify, game, Apple, Google, Breaker, and Radio Direct. Yeah, bro. Um, thank you once again, everyone, for joining us. Uh, I think next week we've only got the one show, haven't we, mate? Yeah, we, Wednesday night. Yeah, we do. Just Wednesday night next week. So, um, yep. yeah, looking forward to that. So hopefully, talking about a uh, famous win for the boys yep. gets our season back on track. Eh? What do we absolutely a, fam- a famous win by the Warriors and a, a hat trick for Kenny Mamalo against the Storm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of something for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, really appre- appreciate your, your feedback, your interaction via the comments, um, your support. Um, mate, definitely um, get tickets now. The tickets are on sale for the Gold Coast game. Uh, yeah, they went on surprisingly early. It was bizarre. Yeah, very, very early. So, so we got uh, ours. So make sure you get yours. Don't miss out because that that yeah. there will be a massive crowd there. Yep. Yeah. Catch up with you next week too, TK. Thanks very much for tuning in, mate. Appreciate your your support. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Uh, thank you, TK. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, good night to you, mate. I'll speak to you over the weekend, right. no doubt. You certainly yep. will. And. Uh, As we always say, go the Warriors. Go the Warriors. Cheers, guys. Cheers, brother. Mm